With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. We have good news. Sports is taking the weekend off, but we're not. Here we are, Fox Sports Radio. Glad you are with us live. Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. This is Mark and Rich. And so, uh, Rich... We do radio shows together six days a week. <laughs> yes. All right? Correct. Six days a week. And I want to say something to you on air that I've never said to you off air. I would like you to come to me and say something. If you ever feel like I am doing anything in our professional relationship that holds you back. All right. I want I want you to tell me. Okay? I want you to tell me. And- and for instance, like how would you handle this? Let's say, let's say we had a boss, and this hasn't happened. But let's say we had a program director or something who's like, okay, so here's what I think would really be good for the show. Yeah. Mark does 55% of the talking. And Rich, you do 45% of the talking. And then uh-huh. we we do that for a number of years and uh, we continue to take over the entire planet in terms of radio, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, and we're dominating, and everything is fantastic, and everyone is being very, very successful. But you, deep inside your belly, you're like, I have more. I have more to offer, and I'm I'm feeling bottled up. What would you do? Well, I mean, look, it's in my personality 
I just talk to people about whatever I'm feeling, whenever I'm feeling it. I always say this. Actually, it's it's something that has has worked. Uh, opening up to my wife, I, I'm sure a lot of people. There comes a day where you're taking the trash out, like maybe a day later, or you're doing a chore. I don't know, maybe later on in the evening, and and an avalanche hits you where it's like. Well, I told you to do that hours ago, and then yesterday was this, and then three days before it was that, and you know m- my mom said that, and you know you 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 get this huge download, right. and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Listen, is this about the trash, or is it about what you haven't been telling me for now? What seems to be weeks or months? Let's let's hedge things off at the pass. Let's let's make sure that we're keeping up to date on our complaints because the box is empty. You can you can put the complaint slip in every single day so this stuff doesn't get backlogged. So it's in my nature, and I I I I, I deliver on that promise. When something's bugging me, it's immediate. And like I'll I'll let somebody know straight away. Like you know this is a problem. We either need to work towards a change, or I need to work on getting used to it. But one or both have to happen. The reason I ask and the reason I said it the way I did, always like say something and good, it's in your nature. Here's why. There was no wrong answer to that question. Huh. There was no wrong answer to that question. If in your nature or your thought is, I'm not going to mess with a good thing, let's keep rolling, okay. But I would never, ever tell somebody, and I want my bosses and coworkers to say the same to me, if you feel like you're being bottled up, it's a famous words Kobe Bryant once used in talking about Phil Jackson when he was a Kobe. rookie. Phil Jackson didn't like playing rookies, and Kobe said, how are you going to bottle me up? Uh, but they figured it out. But if you ever feel bottled up, if you ever feel like you have more to offer, I would tell that person, if that's bothering you, then maybe you need to go find a new situation, and I would be cool with that. And that brings us to the Kyrie Irvings of the world and even the Rodney Hoods of the world. Well, before we get there, then I have to air this. Uh-oh. I know it doesn't play Uh-oh. as well on the radio. Uh-oh. But I Uh-oh. Uh, I thought this whole time that there would be more dance involved in this, and there hasn't been. And it's something that I feel like <laughs> I've been sort of, I don't know, just look, it's just. I a- mean, we could periscope the show if you want to dance. It would be for the best. Okay. It would be for All the right, best. All right, Gavin, that's on you. You've got a phone. You have the internet. Rich would like you to film him, and he's got more to show. There's just a lot more yep. to me than I think the microphone that's lens. Right. He's feeling bottled just, up. Just, just don't show too much, okay? Well, I'm not talking about like a topless review, Gavin. Like, like, I don't know what you're up to. It's yeah. a family show. Yeah, okay. this isn't Magic Mike, at least not yet. <laughs> Although I will say this. You throw some cardboard on the ground. I'll beatbox and then okay. maybe breakdance a bit. Rich is a, he's a multi-talented human being. I can, I, can, I can back him on that. So Rodney Hood earlier this week, I'm not going in. It's garbage time. I'm not going in. And all of a sudden, everybody was like, wow, who does this guy think he is? Dude, you're Rodney Hood, okay? And then Saturday Night Live comes out with a skit about the other cabs. And basically, the whole joke is all these other guys are here with mops 
and uh, dry cleaning <laughs> slips. Yeah, and 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 LeBron is going to do his thing, and they're just there to support. And, I'm here to pour the powder on his right. hands before the it, game. It was a hilarious <laughs> skit, by the way, uh, which we can play for you in a little bit if we if we need to, so you get a better idea of what we're talking about. But I stopped and I thought about this for a second, and I didn't hear anybody else say this. Ronnie Hood. Rodney Hood is one of the probably 50 or 60 best basketball players on planet Earth right now. Okay? Yeah. 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 When he was with Utah, he was averaging something under 20 points a game. I think it was like 16 and change. Okay. Uh, so how many people could average 16 points in the NBA right yeah, now? Not, not an easy feat. Okay. Not an easy feat. So what you're asking one of the best 50 basketball players on the planet to do is just be like, dude, you got traded – by the way, he didn't join there on, on his own. You got traded to be LeBron's teammate. And what that means is you automatically need to wrap up the ego, the talent, all of the things that have made you you your entire life, and you need to throw them away. Yeah. And now act like you are an assistant coach and just do whatever LeBron wants you to do. Kyrie had enough of this, and he's a star. And he finally went, yo. Out. Yep. Rodney Hood is like, I'm not a garbage time player. He's forced to apologize the next day. Listen, I get it. I get it. And if these guys don't want to be LeBron teammates and they think that there's more that they can show the world, I'm telling you, man, I'm sorry. I get it and I support it. Well, look, LeBron James, he needs mushrooms. Now, I don't mean the magical type, <laughs> but LeBron James is an oak. He's mighty, he's powerful, he's gigantic. He's he creates this this huge swath of shadow across the lawn. He's 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 everything. He's all encompassing. What he does is he blocks the light. And so if you are a plant and you are vying for the attention of fandom or fame or celebrity or the trappings of being a star, you are not going to survive under this mighty oak in his 15th season, doing things that we've rarely seen any player do, let alone a player of his age. This is this is a tremendous undertaking, but there are certain personalities that fit under that tree better, and they're the type that require less sunlight, that, that can be fed from the ground soil, and they work their way up from the bottom, not from the top. And so that is the makeup of the roster that has had the most success with LeBron James is guys who can keep their mouths shut, allow him to be the star, feed him the rock when the game is depending on it, and just go along and do business is being done. Kyrie Irving couldn't make it. Kevin Love has probably made something close to a, a Hall of Fame career playing that role. Although, Chris- although they had their moments, as we know. I mean, there were, have been times – Kevin Love, as a Cavalier, has been just dismissed. Uh, Rumors about that relationship, uh, trade bait. Uh, Kevin Love, a guy who was a perennial all-star stat stuffer with Minnesota for years, and then you get traded to the Cavaliers, and so without your own blessing, you're told, oh, by the way, all these things that you've been your whole life and everything you've achieved – so put that in your back pocket now. Get rid of it. And and don't complain about it either because this is a blessing for you. It's wonderful. And there are great things that come with being a LeBron James teammate. Obviously, you've got shots at rings. 
We hear more about Kevin Love now than we did when he was in Minnesota. So there are branding aspects to this. But let's not act like that's not hard. Okay, I had a conversation one time at the All-Star Game with Chris Bosh. He looked me in the eye and admitted, this is hard. This is hard. Well, this is a guy who went from Toronto where he was an absolute stud. Star. This was a guy who was averaging basically a double-double, was like a 22-point-per-game guy, and he became a heat with LeBron and Dwayne Wade where he was a secondary character. His averages dropped while he was in Miami. And and he took a, upon a role that, look, he wasn't used to where he came from. He was the guy, and he had to be the third banana on the boat in Miami. It's a difficult position to be in, but he thrived where others have failed because he was willing to take one on the chin for the team. It's a personality trait. It isn't his fault, and I'm speaking to Rodney Hood or Kyrie Irving, that they can't handle it, or even Isaiah Thomas. He was there for a cup of coffee and wanted out of Dodge immediately. It's not their fault. It's what makes them great to exactly. a certain extent. I, I, I look at some of these guys, and it's almost like the better player you are, the harder it's going to be. If you're just a solid guy who kind of does one thing, J.R. Smith, oh, it works perfect. Hey, dude, stand over there, hit threes, and the world's going to know who you are yep. more than they did before. Yep. And they're like, cool. J.R. Smith is more famous for having his shirt off during a championship celebration Correct. than being the three-point assassin that he's been for the Cavaliers over the time he's been with them. And many years before that with the Nuggets and yep. beyond, but nobody cared. No. So that works perfect. Here's another trait of, of a guy that works with LeBron. I'm toward the end of my career. I can only give so much. I'm Kyle Korver. Yes. I'm really good at hitting threes, and I have been for years in Atlanta, and nobody cares. But now if I could hit a couple threes less, but just hit the importance ones and do it with LeBron, poof, everyone's going to know who I am. I'm toward the end of my career. I've got shots at championships. But if you're a good player, like a – I mean, seven Rodney Hood, 17 points per game in Utah this season prior to getting traded, now barely 11 points a game with the Cleveland Cavaliers, if you're a good player, benched in the postseason, you are asked. Everyone goes, "Wow, what a blessing! You get to play with LeBron." No, you're asked to give and give and give pieces of yourself over and over and over again. And I'm sorry, I totally understand him looking at the coach and be like, "I'm sorry, garbage time, 17 points a game, me, Kyrie Irving." Um, you know what? I like the idea of being elsewhere because I have more to give. And more to show. And I, by the way, I think he will yep. in the future years in Boston. Oh, no, there's no question. And uh, look, LeBron needs, needs mushrooms. And, and keep that in mind wherever he lands because there's going to be a roster full of potential stars who need to get used to thriving in the darkness. Um, all right, Mark and Rich on a Saturday Fox Sports Radio. Chris Broussard is just about 15 minutes away. We'd love to hear from you. 877-99 on Fox. What about the other team that's probably going to go to the finals? Pretty interesting story is coming out of that camp as well. We'll get to it coming up. Fox Sports Radio. All right, Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. Chris Broussard in 10 minutes. We're brought to you by Granger. Products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done? We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We'll get to your calls at 877-99 on Fox in just a second. 
I also thought, what did you think of Dwayne Casey getting fired? You know, I, I thought it was, um, I thought it was an overcorrection. I, I I always say this, like people are react instead of respond in certain situations, and who knows what transpired between him and management. But when a coach gets fired after going to the playoffs twice. Uh, this happened with the Tennessee Titans making the playoffs last season. Now Mike Vrabel is their head coach. Uh, there was a firing right after that game, basically, that they lost the New England Patriots. So you have this situation with Dwayne Casey, and it's much the same. It's the most success that this franchise has had during any tenure of any head coach that's ever been with the, the Raptors. And he gets shoved out because he got swept twice by LeBron and company in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. I, I just look at it, and I, I'm trying to find the logic. So you heard from everybody in the media, well, LeBron fired Dwayne Casey because the Toronto just got owned by LeBron for this long run. And then Colin came out that day and said, no, 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 it wasn't LeBron that fired Dwayne Casey. It was Brad Stevens who fired Dwayne Casey because look at the job he's doing, and owners or executives will see that, and they're like, wait, why can't we do this? And I'm thinking to myself, no, it wasn't either. LeBron didn't do this, and Brad Stevens didn't do this. Like, this is almost our, uh, this is our societal way. I don't know if it became cool with Donald Trump and The Apprentice or whatever it was, but they're just as like this thing now. If you don't do X by Y, you get fired, whether it's logical or not. Alex Smith got fired from the Chiefs, essentially, last year. Now, maybe Mahomes will be better, but here's my question. So who is it that could be or will be coaching the Raptors with DeMar DeRozan as your best player and is going to beat LeBron? Well, you know, actually, Meta World Peace had a great opinion on the topic. Okay. He said it should be, get this, Drake, the rapper. Now, listen, at first blush, that sounds insane. Okay. It really does, and I'm not throwing my full support behind it. He does watch a lot of Raptors games. But that guy is courtside anyways through every single game of basically an 80-game uh, season and all the playoffs. This is um, this is becoming something of a common practice where you're seeing people outside of their lane or sphere of influence jumping into a different pond and having a ton of success. We see crossover artists having that sort of sex success in the, the field of entertainment with Justin Timberlake starting out in NSYNC, branching off on his own and becoming a Hollywood actor. Jennifer Lopez started off a dancer, a fly girl on In Living Color, uh, became a, a pop uh, phenom, and then a, 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 an actor. She does everything, like right. A, but even in sports, you're talking about Rob Polinka. and you're talking Palenka, about John Lynch. John Lynch, yeah. former player, becomes a GM. Rob Polinka, former agent, becomes a GM. Magic Johnson goes from basketball player to business owner into the, the lane he's in as president of basketball operations with the Lakers. Okay, but there's all there's connections, at least. There's overlap with all of those. Rob Polinka is now a basketball executive. He was a basketball agent. I will this say is, this. This is a musician slash fan. Understood. Yes, yes, owner also. Yeah. Small, small percentage on coach, basketball coach. Look, that would be an interesting road to try to traverse, but we know this about basketball. It has very little to do except in situations about 
handling the you know the the you know like I mean drawing on a whiteboard during the game I'm sure it's important but more than that it's personality control it's it's understanding the egos in the room and and mending fences I'm not saying it would work I don't think it probably no, would but I, but I hear you if Steve Kerr uh got ill today and missed the rest of the playoffs do you think the Warriors wouldn't win Yeah you're referencing uh, you know I where mean, people yeah. you said celebrity apprentice for crying out loud, the host of Celebrity Apprentice is in the Oval Office current day. So I, I don't know. Look, I, I'm just saying, is it <laughs> no, as ridiculous? Is it as ridiculous as we're uh, making it out to be? Yeah, maybe Absolutely not. not. Maybe not today. I I, I got to give you that one. Okay, Bruce Arden in five minutes. Uh, let's go to Cecil in Houston. Wants to weigh in the Cavalier discussion that we were having. Hey, Cecil, what's up? All right, live, live in a wind tunnel in Houston, Texas. Hello, Cecil. Yes, you know, I'm listening to you talk about LeBron. This, this question is even answered. Uh, Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving, how many playoff games did they have under their belt before getting with uh, LeBron James? Uh, um, I think it was a total of zero. Zero, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Zero. Yeah. I'm simply using Kyrie Irving for an example. What is your goal, Rodney Hood and everybody else? Is your goal to make money and be the star and make a name for yourself? Or is it this artificial, oh, all I want to win is a championship? Well, so, Cecil, here's the thing, though, bud. Here's, Here's the thing. That's you taking your goals, your moral code, and placing it on someone else. That's my point. It doesn't matter what you would do. It doesn't matter what I would do. If Kyrie Irving, who, by the way, has a lot of playoff games in his future without LeBron James, and by the way, he did hit the big shot in LeBron's most recent championship. If Kyrie feels at the highest level, and we're talking about a guy that's one of the best 10 basketball players in the world right now, if he feels like there are things that he is not getting to offer the world and he can offer them, yo, I get it. I get it. Period. End of story. And by the way, who's set up to go to more playoff games uh, in the next uh, decade? Kyrie Irving or LeBron James? Yeah, I mean, right now it's Kyrie Irving. I mean, I mean, it's uh, like LeBron James. I mean, wherever he goes, the tent gets propped up, and he goes. But if he gets hurt for whatever reason, I mean, that's it. The show goes away. Kyrie Irving is not playing on the playoff team that he's currently on. Might beat the Cavs anyway. Yeah, so realistically it is Kyrie Irving. But to, to go back to that, like the other thing, and, and thanks Cecil for the call, is the fact that there is something a bit more rewarding about doing it all by yourself. Everybody knows the trajectory of bike riding. You start with training wheels. Mom and dad hover around you. You're wearing the arm pads, knee pads, the wrist pads, uh, uh, the helmet, the everything, the training wheels. But the day finally all that comes off and you're just left with the helmet and yourself in the open road, you feel great about yourself. Yep. It's accomplishment. It's satisfying. There's something to be said about hopping on the sidecar with LeBron James versus being the star in another market and potentially rivaling him. Well, and let's not forget, a lot of the anti-LeBron sentiment out there is uh, comes from Kobe guys. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're a Kobe guy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Kobe. yeah. Guess what? Kobe made the exact same decision. Hey, this big guy who won't exercise, he's kind of getting in my way. I feel like I've got more to offer this world. I feel like I've got more to offer this NBA. You know what? I think I'll go be a bull. 
because that would be better for my future. And what did the Lakers do? They're like, Shaq, see you later. And what did Kobe do? Cemented his legacy by bringing a different group of people to a championship. He felt the same way. A lot of people who are the best in the world at what they do, that's how they feel. And here's an under-discussed part of Kyrie's decision. Look at what's now happening. LeBron's probably going to leave Cleveland. What if Kyrie had stayed? What is Kyrie Irving left with now if LeBron leaves? He's on a Cavalier roster hanging out with Kyle Korver and J.R. Smith as opposed to being in the Celtics with Brad Stevens and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Gordon Hayward and Al Horford. Like, are you kidding me? Now with Terry the, Rozier. And, what, what, what's better for Kyrie Irving's future? It's not close. Yeah, no, I'm with you 100%. And, and originally, I thought of it as, as somewhat of a silly move because you're, you're gambling with your career, with your future. But he knew better the situation. He had intimate detail on what exactly was happening in Boston. And he could be the missing piece. Like, when him and Hayward get healthy – that thing could just get rolling and not be able to be stopped. They could be the Warriors of the East. It's 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 too soon to tell, but it could be. Chris Broussard a minute away. Speaking of the missing piece, when you talk about the missing piece of this show so far, uh, he goes by the name of David Gascon. And uh, I, I'm imagining you don't have much to say today since sports is taking the day off. Is there is there anything going on there, Dave? Uh, no, we got the National Hockey League continuing tonight. Oh! Western Conference Finals are at 7 o'clock uh, Eastern. Almost forgot. Yeah, Major League Baseball is going did, on. I did Plenty forget. of baseball today. Okay. So there's All right. a lot of things going on right All now. Right. So, Excellent. I mean, I mean, we got a little golf, I guess one can say. Uh, <laughs> how excited were you about uh, Tiger Woods today, Mark Willard? Uh, yeah, very. So excited that I actually didn't even find out it was happening until the round ended. Uh, I mean, it's a mother. You take a well, shot at me. No, no, no. Mother Mother's Day weekend. Uh, you know, I was doing family stuff today, but uh, uh, you know, Tiger Woods and Jordan Spieth both shooting sixty-five today. Yeah, it's not bad. Come on, can, man. Can I, can <laughs> I, you, I, should, you should lead with that for the rest of the can, afternoon. Can I ask you a personal question? That's the only kind there is. All right. Is is Mother's Day weekend for you? Is it Mother's Day weekend? Is it Mother's Day week? Is it just Mother's Day? Because we all have Weekend. We all okay. Weekend. All right. Weekend. Yeah. The reason uh, the reason it's only weekend, I would like it to be more than one day, but it can't be more than a weekend because women take their birthday and celebrate it for a month and a half. <laughs> so, no, and David, so, David, David, so very simple answer to this question. Yeah. Every day is Mother's Day. That's right. Aww. You're welcome, baby. Well, you got tra- you got trained <laughs> off not, of Valentine's she's Day. Not too, no, she's not listening to this show. She's most not certainly not listening. Yeah, she's knee deep in children. I mean, here we are. Every day is Mother's Day, and both of us are at work on a Saturday, leaving our wives with the kids. Oh, yes, right. fair, fair enough. Well, right. well, gentlemen, the Players Championship is continuing in round number three. Webb Simpson is your leader. He's at 17 under par, seven strokes in front of second place Danny Lee. Tiger Woods finishes the third round at a 65. He's at eight under par. He talked about it a little bit. You know, I got off to a much better quality start. You know, I I, I piped one down one and just had a flip sandwich in there and finally was able to convert and make a, make a birdie there. Two was I just left it right below the hole and easy, simple chip, easy up and down, and next thing you know, I was, I was rolling. And a friendly reminder to all, online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In Major League Baseball, a handful of games in progress right now. Six is across the board in New York. Yankees and A's 
Tied up at six, Aaron Hicks with a home run. Brett Gardner, he's one for three with a couple walks, two stolen bags. Aaron Judge is 11th home run of the season. Gary Sanchez is 10th drive of the year. Blue Jays and Red Sox, they are scoreless. Orioles in game one of a doubleheader, leading the Rays 5-3. to three. Gentlemen? Gascon, great stuff. Appreciate that. Is there anybody more exciting to listen to talk than Tiger Woods? Yeah. Well, okay, <laughs> this is post – this is post uh, nine iron to the back of his car. Well, that's true. Keep that's it up. true. No, yeah, of yeah. course. But you gotta uh, be careful what you say. Get those suckers regripped every two years. Pipe one down one, and then <laughs> on number two. I appreciate I him take, opening up. No, though, you know what? You? Actually, it's actually more of a golf thing. Um, yeah. No, listen, we're we're Tiger fans here. It's more of a golf thing. Golf should outlaw the golfer going hole by hole in the interview response. Yeah, There's correct. There's nothing dorkier than me. So at seven, I had a four iron, and then I uh, chunked I, it, chunked I, the middle I, of the fairway, yeah, and, then that, I, and then you know, I had to go bunker, you know, yeah. sand to sand, and then yeah. obviously save bogey. But uh, and on the eighth Boring. hole, eighth hole, I had a, <laughs> a driver, and then I I hit it really well. So then uh, had a power bar on eight. That, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I get hungry you before sh- the turn, you- so. <laughs> <laughs> dog at the turn, not not good for your belly. So yeah. uh, I would much rather ask them that. What did you eat during the round? Oh, actually, that yeah. would be so much more entertaining oh. than. Can you please tell us what club you hit on the tenth hole? I just picture like some of these guys, like, well, yeah. I mean, I just uh, keep French fries, loose French fries in the bag. It's like a, it's like a truffle hunt. Went, went in there, found a power bar that I didn't finish two weeks ago. Had <laughs> the other half. Yeah, so uh, phenomenal. Um, I uh, now we know we're asking that next time we're out at a golf tournament. <laughs> yes. That's, that's, so what did yes. you eat today? How many bananas did you eat? Um, okay, we're live. Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance with Geico. Geico.com or eight hundred nine four seven Auto. Only hard part: figuring out which way is easier. We're gonna go back to the phones in a second, but first we're gonna go live to Gavin Kinzel to find out because I will not have this. Are you telling me that a man I hosted a show with on this network for a year and a half? Did not answer his phone oh, gosh. when you called him just now. Well, you Chris know. Broussard, Uh-oh. who works for us. What? 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 Uh, do you mean? Gavin. Gavin. What just the hell is he doing? Call him back and say that uh, Rich is looking for him. If you could, thank you. Yeah, yeah no, that and Rich is about three Broussards, <laughs> so that should intimidate him. I don't want to. I don't want to say he's big timing you, but. Uh... Yo. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Okay. So when he calls wow. back, you tell him. Take a nine iron to the back of his car. We'll take him when we're ready. Probably something nice. That may or may not be when he calls. Like an Altima or maybe something reasonable like Prius. I'm a, I'm a, well, we have a Prius. I love our Prius. It's, it's Prius V. But it's really nice. Uh, yeah, it's, really, really nice. Yeah, what is it, lime green? Green, green, green mileage. <laughs> yes, metallic. Anyway, all right, uh, Mark and Rich on uh, Fox Sports Radio. So, yeah, I, I don't think Dwayne Casey should have been fired. And it's not so much. I don't know. Let's just be honest here. They're in Canada. I don't know a damn thing about what Dwayne Casey does. I simply know they were the one seed. And I also know that I knew they were going to lose to LeBron. And I also know that every other coach in the East always loses to LeBron. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, when they sat him down. How do you think that convo went? Hey, so, Dwayne, <laughs> um, yeah, we love what you've done. You know, you're great, think you're a great guy, but, and then fill in that blank. Like, what is it you wanted him to do that he didn't do? Yeah, see, the thing is, 
He did it all. I, look, abrasiveness of personality, the fit with ownership, stuff like that factors in. But if you're just looking at the statistics, having the best run of success that you've ever had with any single basketball coach in the history of your franchise. With no star. with Yeah. With no, they, uh, sorry, DeMar, you are phenomenal B+. But we, you're not a superstar. No, no. And, and I mean, it's not even necessarily the market because very similar to a Chris Bosh, I could see him jumping in with the super team and playing a role. That doesn't mean he's not one of the best 20 players playing or whatever you want to rate him at. He's tremendous. But, yeah, no, this is a, this is a good basketball coach. And this is the Andy Reid effect. Like, you, you made the comparison of Alex Smith to the situation with Dwayne Casey. Alex Smith kind of a middling uh, he'll get you to the playoffs, but he won't get you over the hump. He isn't a gambler. He's Johnny Checkdown, all those things that you say about a quarterback like him. And here's the deal. You trade him for a relative unknown. You do have Patrick Mahomes in your system for a year, but he's basically a redshirt freshman coming in after a year sitting behind Smith. So you don't know. The same thing happened with Andy Reid in, 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 uh, in Philadelphia. He was a guy who could get you there. He just couldn't get you the championship. So they moved on from him, and he basically took over Kansas City and brought them the same success. You can fire these guys, sure. Yeah. But it's not guaranteeing well, you no. anything on the other side. I love it. It's like, I'm sorry, Alex. You're really great, but you didn't beat Tom Brady. Right. Nobody else did either. <laughs> right. Hey, Dwayne, sorry, you didn't beat LeBron. I'm sure he's looking around going, I'm sorry. Is there somebody here in the East who did in the last decade? Anyone? Well, and also, I, like, I mean, on. you think about the blaming LeBron James Bueller. on top of it all, saying, like, you know, Bueller. he's the reason for Casey's firing. It's like, <laughs> well, I mean, then blame the Patriots every year. <laughs> then you're all fired. Yeah. That, the yeah. whole Eastern Conference is all fired. Oh, Broussard wants to come on next segment oh. now? Oh. Yeah, fashionably late. Okay, so <laughs> hang on, hang on. It's like a red carpet appointment. Just show up when the limo yeah. brings you there. So, huh? Rich, is, is that okay with you? Well, listen. I mean, I this is your. You know, I think this is actually up to me and you now. Is 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 next? Is that good for you, or do you want to maybe check? You can know, you can you pencil them in? You know, yeah, I'll do tell you, want you to what. Check to, to a uh, different time. Let me uh, let me talk to my people. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know. <laughs> we'll we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Gavin, have Rich's agent call Chris's agent, <laughs> and we'll see if next works for Broussard <laughs> on Fox Sports Radio. All right, great news. Quick way you can save some money, switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. Oh, is is Mr. Broussard, are you ready for us now? Is everything okay? (laughs) We don't want to interrupt your day. Is everything all right, Chris? Let's look at you, man, mocking me. Seems, seems like old times. Well, come on, man. I don't get a chance to do it every week now, so, you know. Uh, no, how you doing, man? It's great to hear you. We, we've been sitting in here cutting this up. Um, you know, the Rodney Hood thing from earlier this week, I felt was this tiny little microcosm of what Kyrie experienced, which is you've got great players in the NBA. Rodney's not a great, but a good player in the NBA. This is someone averaging 17 points a game, and by no choice of his – suddenly became a LeBron James teammate. And that's not the easiest thing for guys. And I bet you have a lot of stories about what guys go through in terms of putting pieces of themselves aside to be a LeBron James teammate. And I think too often we look at things like that and we rip guys for the way they end up reacting or what they're doing. But I understand how difficult that can be. 
Well, I, I, I think, look, Kyrie definitely has some challenges, obviously. I mean, he's a point guard, and he wanted to handle the ball. And uh, LeBron, you know, brought it up court probably 60% of the time. Uh, you, Kyrie didn't know from possession to possession whether or not he was going to be bringing the ball up or standing in the corner waiting for LeBron to make a play for him. So that was a challenge. You got the challenge of, you know, when LeBron's creating these plays for you, you've got to produce, you know, and he puts that type of pressure on you and on himself. So there's all that, but I would not compare the Rodney Hood situation to Kyrie, though. I mean, Rodney Hood just wasn't producing. Like, he was starting at the beginning of the playoffs, so he was getting every chance he could have hoped for. Um, You know, this is a guy who was in relative anonymity in Utah, He goes to Cleveland. He's in the playoffs. He's on the big stage. Everybody's watching because of LeBron, and he's starting. So there's nothing more he's going to hope for. He just flat out did not produce, and that's why he got benched. And then, you know, I mean, they've they've covered it over, and maybe it wasn't that big of a deal. But it certainly looked horrible when, you know, you got this great team accomplishment and you want to, you know, you don't want to go in because you're upset at your playing time. It'd be different if he had been playing well, like you said, if he had been averaging 17 points a game, hitting this jump shot, but he wasn't. He was playing horribly. So I I, I don't feel sorry for him at all. But (laughs) wouldn't you say, like, aside from LeBron just being a mega talent, which he is, the foundation for success for LeBron James is that cultivating of personalities that are appropriate for him to work with. What happened with Irving, Isaiah Thomas for a short time, even Bosch to a certain extent when he joined the big three in Miami to become a champion. You you do have to swallow a certain amount of pride in order to play with LeBron, who he, he is uh, himself an offensive system. So now as we turn our eye towards free agency this offseason, depending on how the Eastern Conference Finals and the NBA Finals go should the Cavs advance, I mean, isn't that a huge part of the decision-making process? Like, the landing spot for him needs to have personalities who mesh well with LeBron James. Well, that's that's a great point. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk. I mean, the Lakers and 76ers are obviously in the hunt. I could even throw Houston, which is another team that's in the hunt. With the Lakers, you have as much as, you know, a lot of people want him to go there, you've also heard that sentiment about, well, you know, why don't we just let the young kids develop? LeBron would come in and everything would change. You've heard the same thing in Philadelphia. And Houston, there's a question of, you know, would James Harden kind of be willing to Yeah, could Harden do aside? that? I don't, I don't, I mean, look, I think the only chance of him doing that would be if they get demolished by Golden State and then he just feels like, look, it's not working this way. I'm willing to try something else to try to win, but I really don't see that happening. Um, I was skeptical. Of, I, I really, my feeling about two weeks ago was that if I was Philadelphia, I don't know that I want LeBron because I want to let Simmons and MB kind of develop and, and really, more importantly, not let LeBron take the ball out of Simmons' hands. But I talk, obviously we saw what happened to the Sixers. They were surprisingly beaten in five games by Boston. Now there's a clear need for a closer, which LeBron clearly is. There's a clear need for a veteran. 
who can provide leadership, stability, good decision-making in the clutch. LeBron could obviously do that. And more importantly to me, I talked to somebody who would know, and they said LeBron wants to play off the ball and that if he has a teammate like Simmons who can create plays for other players, LeBron will willingly and gladly play off the ball, not as a spot-up shooter. You'll never see that, and you shouldn't. But just as a guy, you know, who's not handling the ball all the time, who's not playing point guard, but is playing a small forward position or power forward. So if LeBron is willing to do that, then I think he should go to Philadelphia. If he's willing to play off the ball, let Ben be the primary ball handler. Chris Broussard joining us, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Chris, what kind of a chance are you giving Boston in this series? Uh, Very, very slim. I think we'll find out everything we need to know in game one. I actually feel that way for both series. But if Cleveland comes out and is locked in and really plays well and beats Boston soundly, I think it'll be a quick series. If it's close and a Boston loss or Boston wins, uh, then I think we're going to see a a pretty good competitive series. I see it going six max, uh, but maybe five. Cleveland. The KC firing in Toronto, uh, I mean, the most success that franchise has had with any head coach. Was this an overcorrection, or do you think it was time to move on? Yeah, you know, I looked at this like this is no indictment whatsoever of Dwayne Casey. Not at all. Like, you couldn't have asked more out of him. But that said, he'd been there seven years. How do you go back with the same, pretty much the same exact team, the same coach, and be excited about next season? I mean, three straight years, you've lost to Cleveland, LeBron. Uh, you got smoked 4-0 last, this year. Um, I think for the players and for the fans, and, and again, it's not fair. Casey did a great job. He was third on my Coach of the Year ballot. But for the players and the fans, to, for them to have some sort of hope next year that maybe it can be different, that maybe we got a fresh start, that maybe we can overcome LeBron James, you had, I think you kind of had to have a new voice. Um, and, and I look, I think Dwayne Casey can get another job with the snap of a finger if he wants to get right back in it. And um, I, I just don't look at this as any indictment on him at all, but more so just the situation. You can't change the whole team. You really can't change the star power. So you had to kind of do something. So all you could do was change the coach. Chris, it was worth the wait. Thanks for jumping on, buddy. Hi, my man. See you guys. <laughs> All right, we'll see you soon. Chris Broussard joining us on Fox Sports Radio. Of course, part of the Odd Couple now on Fox Sports Radio, where uh, you hear from them, uh, him and Rob Parker, every single Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern time. All right, coming up next, uh, Mark Medine is going to join us next hour. There is a very interesting story around the Warriors, but also, did a major NBA star send a message last night Not with words, not with a social media post, but with an actual action. We'll discuss that coming up next as we continue. Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. Okay, Mark Medina later this hour covers the Warriors for the Mercury News. Here's something that is a phrase used too often in sports, and we'll get to it. Oh, 
He's leaving money on the table. Uh, Maybe not. You got to go a little deeper. There's a big story with the Warriors, and we're going to get to it. Uh, Live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. It's Mark and Rich. We're glad you're with us. And invite you to join us, as always, 877-99 on Fox. But there's another NBA star um, who I thought, you know, you brought up a really interesting point. Everybody wants to know what's going to happen this summer and beyond with Kawhi Leonard. Yep. And nobody knows because apparently he's a mute. I didn't know this about him when I used to watch him play. I was like, wow, really good basketball player. Doesn't speak. He well, just, yeah. He doesn't make any noise. Uh-uh. I mean, he just will not say a darn word. You can't find him on any social platform anywhere. And so it has got to be the most mysterious of all mysteries. I mean, LeBron James, where is he going to play? It's a mystery, but we've watched this story before, and we're dealing with someone who's very out front. Kawhi Leonard, we don't even know how angry he actually is. Yeah. We don't even actually know that he's angry. <laughs> yeah. We think we know. But we don't really know because you can't even read body language because he's a ghost. Yeah, he's an interesting cat. The way he handles the media, the way he handles his career is is very throwback. It feels almost like Roger Maris. Uh, you know, like I, 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 you know, like, a, you know, just from the middle of nowhere and he became a Yankee and, you know, I, I'm really recall, I just in something I lived through, I'm recalling the movie 61, right. uh, when he was hunting down the home run record, but like, that's what this feels like to me. It feels like a guy who it's not even that he doesn't care to, it's that it, it actually probably gives him anxiety to like, this is something personality wise that that doesn't jive with him so much that he'll go to lengths to avoid any sort of opportunity to even have to address the media. So considering the situation, he's too injured to play. There's internal rife with the Spurs organization and how they handled him medically. He just wants to play basketball. Every single conversation we've had with people who know him, and we've spoken to a lot of guys who know him extremely well, have said this is somebody whose intentions are just to be the best basketball player on the planet. That's all he wants to do. So this has to be a painful process for him because he can't play basketball. And on top of it, everybody wants to know. Everybody wants to hear from the source. What's going on, Kawhi? How is the quad? Is it the tendon or is it the muscle? Where's your recovery? If you're going to put a number on it, where are you going to play next year? I mean, imagine... All of that hanging over your head, and you refuse to speak on it. But he did do something, and I think it was a message. And I think it was a message both to the Spurs, and it was a message maybe perhaps to the Clippers and the Lakers. I want to come home. Hmm. Kawhi Leonard showed up at a Dodgers game. Now, he could have been to a Dodgers game because his uncle got tickets. He manages his career. It could have been buddies of his who wanted to go out with him. It could, millions of reasons to do that. But amid tremendous speculation with everybody watching your every move and curious as to where you're going to play next year and the fact that the Lakers are looking for stars currently this offseason, <laughs> you're going to go to a Dodgers game? Okay. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Here's what is, I guess, against the norm. 
against the grain with that move. You just detailed it. If somebody's that quiet, if that somebody's that averse to social media in 2018, it probably is something that at a very fundamental DNA level they don't like. You said there's probably anxiety involved with him, uh, you know, talking to the masses about his own personal right. life. Yeah. Does everybody understand what it must have been like for him to be at the Dodger game last night? I understand that teams and public settings can make uh, plans for stars so that they don't have to, you know, I know he probably wasn't sitting out in section one, was he? Yeah, I got to, there's video footage was of he him up at a, the game. Was he up in a suite? I, I, I can't tell from the, the camera still that they took, but let me watch the video. Okay. I'll, so I'll get back to you on that. Here's the thing. Even if they made plans for you to get from point A to point B, you had to park your car. You had to get in there somehow. At a Dodger game right now in May, we are less than two months away from the largest free agency NBA period in history. Do you know what it would be like for Kawhi Leonard to walk through Dodger Stadium? Come on. If you don't like attention, what are you doing there? Because I'm telling you, there's not a person in that building that wouldn't have been like, Kawhi, Kawhi, yeah. please, yeah. please, it's been like eight years. This is a guy. Please, LeVar Ball is annoying. <laughs> please, <laughs> please come to L.A. Like, this is what it would have been like for him to walk through that place. Oh, yeah. And that's so against what he looks for. Well, and also, what a recognizable character at this point, because in his his absence of actually putting words out there, everybody has filled in those blanks. It's actually kept the story rolling longer. There are some times where, you know, just a simple statement staves off the masses for a while because he refuses to do so. The the stirrers, the pot churners, they just kept on a churning. So realistically, when you think about this, from the angle you just mentioned, what, what he'd have to overcome to, to show up to – now, listen, he's not going out there to throw out the first pitch. I understand <laughs> that. But not liking attention or seeking it, I, it it's, a, it's a bizarre choice for a guy like that. It doesn't fit the personality profile. You pulled up the video. There it is. He's like he's in the not stands. In the, he's sitting down in box seats by the field. He was he he's eating ice cream out of uh, uh, out of a helmet. You know what I mean? Like this is <laughs> like this. this uh, listen, this is this, messaging. This had this to is, be insane. This, is this had guy, to be insane. This is a guy who doesn't do the Twitter thing. He doesn't do the Instagramming thing. He doesn't he doesn't want to talk to the media any more than he has to. And he's showing up in the city. He's in the club seats. I know where this is. Yeah. This is he's behind home plate. First base side, just a little bit. There's like a big, you know, restaurant down below. Okay, yeah. Great food in there, by the way. All oh, right. Well, smokes yeah. of food's really Better good. Better than the Dodger dogs? Oh, oh my <laughs> God. Yeah. There's like a carvery down there. Like, there's a deal down there. Yeah. So, uh, Kawhi probably, you know, had some good eats. Mm. But then he sat. And, and so, if you're in those box seats, first of all, you're not near people who would be like, you know, wasted screaming why (laughs) yeah like like these are spilling their corn nuts to shout at you yeah he's (laughs) he's amongst other people of resource shall we say yeah well yeah okay but still still he was outside at dodger stadium 
I, I, I don't know if every city understands what that would be like right now. The Lakers run this city, and they and their fan base are beyond starving. Oh yeah, for somebody. Oh yeah, somebody of consequence. And this is a SoCal this kid. Team. This is a guy who played his his college hoops at San Diego State. His only departure from playing basketball in California was to go play for the team who currently has bobbled his medical dealings. So, so, so I, I, I'm unfortunately for them that that the consideration of a trade is the strongest possibility at this point. I remember we were speaking with Mark Ziegler, UT San Diego, a guy who's followed his entire career, yes, college and professional both. Says that he put the uh, initially he put the highest uh, uh, percentage as far as handicapping where he lands with the Celtics at the time we spoke to him. It's interesting. It's uh, the Spurs almost seems to be the last resort because of how badly they handled all this. But yeah, showing up to a Dodgers game in plain clothes, in plain mm. sight, it's a message. I, I I don't know whether or not to believe this because we've learned a hundred million times that just because somebody put it out there on Twitter or Reddit or Instagram or whatever, far from means it's true. But the guy who tweeted out this video, the guy who took the video of Kawhi, did tweet a follow-up, and he wrote, my hot take, he was with Magic until the sixth inning down in the clubhouse. What's tampering amongst beer and friends? I don't know if I believe this, and especially because he's like, my hot take. Like, maybe it's just yeah. a joke. Yeah. And has it, Magic has already been fined twice for tampering. Yeah. Is and, he going to go to a Dodger one time, too. Yeah, like, the <laughs> Lakers are. Right. Who's, by the way, not even a free agent in July. <laughs> no, no. He's this still is... a spur. Like, he would need to be traded. He would. I, so, I don't know if I believe that. But, uh, you know, Magic is Magic, and he's not only obviously tied to the Lakers, he's tied to the Dodgers. Correct. He's probably there. Uh, correct. And listen, and tampering and does happen. We understand the NBA. It is almost as much a political animal as it is a sporting franchise. I mean, most of these, but this especially, the players have so much power that they can be courted and they can be coerced and they can be lured. And that's the reason why they have, that's why tampering comes up in the NBA and no other sport because the players have so much leverage. The fact that they you can have a Kawhi Leonard join the Lakers and make an argument that they could be in the Western Conference Finals next season. Yeah. It, yeah. So, so, so yeah, I mean, it, trust me. I buy if, it. If you don't speak, if you don't Instagram, <laughs> you, don't, you don't Twitter, you don't do anything, you don't take media, and you go to a Dodgers game, trust me you're sending a message. Okay, and actions speak louder than words. I heard that from my mom one time many, many years ago. So this was an action. Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. Mark Medina, in about 20 minutes, he covers the Warriors. But we're going to get to the Warriors before that because it's about to happen again. How do they keep doing this? Well, maybe there's a method to their madness. We'll explain. Progressive Insurance, creators of the Name Your Price tool. Choose from a range of coverage options and pick the price that works for you. Visit Progressive.com today. Okay, Mark and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. How's your Saturday? We appreciate you making us a part of your day. Hell yeah. Uh, Mark Medina, who covers the Warriors for the Mercury News in 10 minutes. So speaking of those dubs, check this out. I have multiple 
positive reactions to this story when Marcus Thompson, the athletic, broke it yesterday that apparently Clay Thompson and the Warriors are discussing an extension. And it's an extension that he would sign for well less than the quote-unquote max. So if you wait until your year of free agency is about to come, could Clay Thompson uh, be eligible for one of those you know, $200 million super max dealios? So two things about this. A, what you're going to hear is people constantly say, Clay Thompson left 50 to $60 million on the table? Hang on, hang on a second. Stop for a second. Stop. He's not leaving anything on the table. He's actually making more. And it's one of the reasons you're seeing Warriors keep doing this. Why did Durant leave money on the table? Curry did it last time. Iguodala did it to come back. Here comes Klay Thompson to be next in line. What are these guys? Just all a bunch of super-duper nice cream puffs? Come on. If you <laughs> if you win like five rings in market for the center of technology on the planet, do you not understand the marketability that that brings with it for the rest of your days? Okay, not till you're done playing, until you're 85 years old. That's what they're signing up for. So my father-in-law, he owns restaurants here in L.A. And it's, uh, look, it's a tough industry. You got to keep your head above water, super competitive. Not everybody can be great. Sound familiar, NBA? Yeah, it is. It's, it's a business. And there are things that you do in business that feel uncomfortable, but you're serving a greater good. I'll give you an example. On my father-in-law's menu is a steak, and this is a diner type of I'm business. In. Okay, oh, yeah. wait, I'm sorry. Wait, no, 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 you, you, you're, you're <laughs> right. You had me at steak. And, and trust me when I tell you, it's a delicious steak. He gets a prime steak, and he puts it on the menu, and he prices it reasonably. And I said to him one time, because I was kind of into it, he was talking about where it comes, you know, Harris Ranch, and they bring it down, oh. and it's all prime and blah, blah, blah. We don't do the choice stuff. We do this because it's, it's a better <laughs> steak. And he's like, and obviously we try to price it within reason because it's a family establishment. And I said, yeah, but – you know, Pop, you don't go into a lot of restaurants where they charge this price for a prime steak. I'm like, I know for a fact when I buy them at the butcher myself, I'm probably paying more for a steak like this than I am at your restaurant cooked. And he goes, yeah, no, we lose a lot of money when people order the steak. And so I'm in the middle of a bite, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, God. Well, oh, God. Oh, I am so sorry. Yeah, because you probably actually didn't even pay what was on the menu for your. No, no. And sure so you I was got like, it for I, free. And I, truly, since yeah. this conversation, I've never ordered this steak again because I feel so terrible. But he goes, even when somebody pays full price for the steak on our menu, we're losing on the steak. Okay. I'm like, why on earth? earth would you ever do that businesses are about profit margin like how does that make any sense and i'm going on and on like i know the world i got it figured out <laughs> and this guy who's in his 70s sitting across the table from me reaches his hand halfway across the table and he goes because you like the steak right and i'm like yeah and he goes and i bet you got a couple of kids who like pancakes don't they and i'm like oh i get it yeah it's not about the guy ordering the steak it's about the fact that he's the one driving the car. And where they serve the best steak and eggs is where you're bringing your family to eat flapjacks at a higher markup. And that's where you make the money. So Clay Thompson, 
sticking around with the dubs for a discount makes sense because you don't need to mark up the stake to win on the whole dinner. You just have to play good basketball with a bunch of other champions, and you're going to write your own paychecks the rest of your life. So here's a real quick question for everybody. Have you heard more about Kevin Love in the last four years or the previous five before that? Yeah, okay. When you he was with the Wolves? When he was with the T-Wolves. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, so that's what Clay Thompson somewhere else would look like. Oh, nice player. Good stats. See you later when we get to May. We'll see you next year. You just rattled off the name Andre Iguodala like it was nothing. Like like we should all know who he is, and we all do. The only reason why we know who Iguodala is is because he's won championships with the Warriors. Used to be a one with the Sixers and the Denver Nuggets, and they never did anything. Correct. Yeah, so this is actually smart, and it's not taking a discount. However, there is one other reaction to it I had, and here's where you're probably going to end up hearing the Warrior Willard drop that they like to use here at Fox Sports Radio, because this is going to sound like me really yanking their chain. But guess what? They kind of deserve it. I do sort of wonder sometimes why other teams aren't able to find this. Do you notice the Warriors do the same thing off the court that they do on? Do you notice that the Warriors, who consistently, and people don't believe them, but the proof is in the pudding, the proof is in the rings, the proof is in the the assist category, The Warriors don't care who gets the points. There is actually. Remember when Kevin signed? There's only one ball. Not enough to go around. Mm. Oh, look at the stats. Actually, there is. (laughs) It's It's Warrior Willard. You're damn right. They all all score more than 20 a game. (laughs) This is a love affair, though. And and Draymond Green did average a triple freaking double in the last round. Do you notice that there seems to be amongst teammates an understanding hey guys it's almost like they had a little uh what, what was the old show that uh, that 70s show yeah, remember yeah, when yeah. they would sit around in a circle hey, they pass around the peace and, pipe pass the deal around there and the and the, okay so the warriors Draymond Clay Steph and KD sat around one of those tables i don't know if they used any of the illicit drugs <laughs> it, seems, it seems reasonable but they sat around a table <laughs> and they said hey guys and Iguodala was there too hey, hey guys I want to let everybody in a little secret here. We've got a good thing going. Mm. We have a little something going. So how about if we keep it going? Here's the only way that that can keep going. I'll take less this time. You take less next time. And then you over there, you take a little bit less the time after that. And we'll just keep doing this until we become the greatest team in the history of mankind and creation, and then we're going to lock arms 10 years from now, walk off into the sunset, and laugh and make money every year for the rest of our lives. Hey, check it out. You, you're missing one of the chairs. Yeah, Iguodala's there too, but you're missing one of the chairs. Because, because I think also a guy by the name of Steve, Steve Kerr, Kerr was right. at that table. And well, I'll he tell was, you, he uh, was, I don't know, he was making some food or something. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd yeah. be hungry after doing that. Well, here's the crazy thing is because Steve Kerr, ah, uh, Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. Why did we know who Steve Kerr was prior to being the Warriors head coach? Jeez, now why would we know who Steve Kerr was? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Because he won rings with Jordan. Uh, Right. So, I don't know. Call it the perfect (laughs) storm. Uh, Call it uh, just uh, altruism among teammates. 
uh, call it you know, just uh, personalities that that met a bunch of nice guys, whatever you will. This is a team led by a guy who understands what what taking a backseat means for the greater good with a bunch of guys who bought into that game plan and have won tremendous amounts of games as a result. You want to talk about trusting a process. I mean, they basically wrote that book. Well, they've also broken the rule of the NBA. There was a code, and they broke it. So remind me again, who was the team that beat Jordan in the finals? In the finals, that yeah, was the, the team that beat Jordan in the finals. Pistons? Yeah, no, no, they don't exist. See, nobody beat Jordan in the finals. Oh, that is right. And no one was going to at least consistently beat LeBron yeah, in the finals either. The old rule of the NBA was best player wins. It's just the way it is. If you spread the talent out, everybody's got a good player. There's a Giannis over here, and there's an Embiid over there, and a LeBron here, and a KD over there, and a Steph over there, and there's a Clay up north and a Kevin Love out east. LeBron wins. But the Warriors are beating that. They are crushing the old narrative. Best player wins. They're realizing that there is a code there is a way, there's a key to unlock the whole how do we beat LeBron, and it's very simple. Two words, it's a great song. It's called Stay Together. <laughs> stay together. Let's stay together, or else this all goes away. I need, I need, I'm so distracted. Who did the Pistons beat? Um, it was the Lakers? Well, Oh, in the finals? Yeah. Well, which version of the Pistons? The, yes, uh, the, the most Isaiah recent. Thomas or the uh, – No, no, like, the most recent. Rip Hamilton. Rip Hamilton. Yeah, that was be, the Lakers. The okay, Lakers. okay. Yeah, no, that, Lakers. Would, that would have stayed with me the rest of the show. I'm glad we did Detroit that. Detroit basketball. Just had to bring that up. Right, Rich? Yeah. Oh, two oh, Lakers yeah. fans oh, in the studio. Oh, okay. Relax, <laughs> oh, Gab. Oh, I you didn't, so the salt in you the didn't like listening to me uh, pump up the Warriors again for another 10 <laughs> no, minutes? No. You didn't like that? So Rich just wanted to rub it in a little bit. Yeah, sorry, buddy. It's Warrior Willer. And coming up next, Mark Medina, who covers the Warriors. <laughs> On Fox Sports Radio. But first, David Gascon's oh, going to get in here. Another and, Laker uh, fan. That's right. Big likely. time. David Gascon loves uh, loves uh, strawberry shortcake and the Dodgers. Here he is. What's going on, Dave? Man, I haven't had strawberry shortcake in a long time. That's why, actually, you're flipping uh, you're flipping the old eating habits around, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, you can't have, have the the cream in the, the strawberry shortcake. That's, uh, that's not vegan. Or the clear. Can't yeah. have the cream or the clear. That's true. That's and, right. I, and I can't have Dodger baseball either since, like, 90% of Los Angeles can't watch them on television. <laughs> right. So... By the way, we're going to talk about those Dodgers. Uh, really enjoyed watching them try to hit Matt Harvey last night. That I was fun. I predicted that. Well, not the distance, but I said Harvey would go like seven, throw 70 pitches, and have seven strikeouts. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was amazing. That's a bad baseball team right now. <laughs> I mean, they can't hit, they can't run, they can't pitch, they can't win. They're well, hurt. Don't, yeah. don't get mad at them because they can't hit. Nobody can. That I don't know true. if you've noticed that. Nobody can hit. Justin Turner will be back soon. Yeah. I don't know if that'll matter, but, I mean, they play in the National League West. No one's really pulling away right now. Hang in there, Dave. Hang That's in there. It's right. a long season. Yeah. I know. I'm not, I'm not worried don't about worry. it. I, May. I, I, there, there are certain guys <laughs> that we work with, you know this all too well, that grip a little too hard. 
when it comes to their teams. Of course. So if they're rocking like red or purple and gold right. or, or Dodger blue, like right. it is, it's tough. They'll watch these games on, on bended knee and be like, please make something happen. Don't get mad at Nick for wearing red. Otani hit a home run last night. He's very no, excited. excited. Hey, something else. Hey, he's a hell of a baseball player, and the yeah. Angels are playing good ball to start yep. 2018. So <laughs> with all that being said, let's go uh, to the Players' Championship, shall we? 100-foot bunker shot for Webb Simpson. Splashes it out about halfway. Gets it to grab a little bit. Now tracking down the hill towards the hole. This looks good. And go in. Are you kidding me? No way. That was a 100-footer, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. Wow. That was quite a dichotomy in play-by-play -play right there. That was really, well, it's going to be rolling, and it's tracking, and it looks like a nice No way, baby! Wow! That was bizarre. Ha -cha -cha. <laughs> uh, Tigers win! No, sorry, I messed that That's up. That's not bad, though. Webb Simpson from 100 feet out, not bad at all. He's at 17 under par, six strokes in front of Danny Lee. Jason Day, he continues. on. He's on hole 13 right now. He's at minus 10. And Tiger Woods is finished for round number three, and he sits at minus eight. Onward to Major League Baseball, and you knew as soon as it ended we had to get something in. So, gentlemen, let me take you real quick to the Bronx. Oh, boy. The Yankees need a base hit to try to win the game. The pitch is swung on and lined to left center field. There is a base hit. Sanchez rounds third. Here comes Tannis throw. A terrible throw. Sanchez scores. Ball game over. Yankees win. The Yankees, Yankees win. win. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Woo. Woo. That was fun. Synchronized John Sterling in the Fox Sports <laughs> Radio studio. It's right Glaber now. Day. No sweet pole. Stop Harlow. And a Antonian home run. Oh, man. So they went at 7-6. to six. Aaron Judge did club his 11th home run of the season. Anthony Rizzo with a three-run shot for the Cubbies. They lead the White Sox 5 to nothing. a ball game on FS1. Nationals lead the D-backs 2-1. And one quick note just for you, Mark. Yeah. We're about 90 minutes away from game one of the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, Rocket Winnipeg. to the Warriors. Oh, what? Who? You're going to knock that off right now. Wait, it's the Winnipeg Jets, the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, oh. I love Vegas. NBA, Vegas, baby. NBA starts tomorrow, the Eastern Conference Finals. Forgot. Sorry. Get yeah. your head right, Mark. Come We're going to be man. fine. We yeah. got Flurry and Net. That's yeah. right. What's his first name? <laughs> oh, Jean-Claude Van Damme It's Mark. Right. Jerk. <laughs> is, he stand, is he standing on his head right no, now? No, not yet. Okay. That's my favorite is when they stand on their head. I love that. The flower has not blossomed. All right. Between the pipes. Okay. Okay, Dave, yes. good stuff. See, I know all the hockey phrases. Oh, I know all of course. about yeah, it. Icing and oh, all that. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, throw some sort of, you know, octopus on the ice or something. All right, we're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Geico.com, 800-947-AUTO, only hard part. Figuring out which way is easier. Mark Medina, our buddy. Mercury News uh, on the Warriors. Mark, uh, great to have you today on Fox Sports Radio. What uh, What do you know about this this Clay Thompson discussion, we were just talking about it. You know, people will say, oh, he's leaving a bunch of money on the table. My contention is he's doing the exact opposite. With a with a shoe brand from China and, you know, the chance to build up consistent ring totals, mm -hmm. uh, he's actually becoming more marketable by staying with Golden State, don't you think? Yeah, and it's, it's hard to know what the final numbers are going to be because the way I understand it, you know, they – 
his people talked with Bob Myers in the front office during the preseason trip in China, and all that came about was, hey, let's talk about having a discussion later on in the offseason before he becomes a free agent in 2019. So it's not like they're negotiating right now in the middle of the playoffs. You know, Clay Thompson, uh, you know, I think if his people came up to him and said, hey, let's iron out a deal while you're focusing on trying to win your third title in four years, he would fire them on the spot. <laughs> um, so it's not like it's not like they're talking right now and they're reaching a deal, but I, I wouldn't be surprised at some point this offseason they start getting down into those hard numbers. But to be honest, this shouldn't be surprising at all. When I've talked to Clay and those around him, the, the strong sentiment is he has no reason to leave. He has everything he wants in terms of a championship culture. He likes the environment. Um, he likes the fact on – unlike a lot of stars in the NBA of not having to be the, the number one guy because uh, his game isn't really suited that way. He, he's a really good complimentary player, and that's not to diminish his skill by any means. He's an all-star, but he doesn't want to be the guy per se in terms of taking on all the responsibility of being a guy who's going to be scoring all the time and having to be kind of the face of the franchise. He really doesn't care about any of those things. So, I think to your point, it's easier to leave some money on the table when he has endorsements overseas and and you know locally. But I think it's also in his nature that he knows he's in a really good spot, and there's no reason to to kind of get bent out of shape of you know maybe not being the highest paid player on the team or having the lion's share of the attention. Yeah, those negotiations left to come, but first things first, they have to get through the Rockets on their way to the finals. And look, we're guaranteed to see them against Houston, but among these last three teams they could or will see, Cavs, Celtics, Rockets, who poses the greatest threat to actually beating these guys? Yeah, that's the thing. It almost feels like the Western Conference Finals is the NBA Finals because I think the Rockets have the best chance of beating the Warriors uh, for a number of reasons. They just have all the talent and different answers that they could do to combat some of the Warriors' relative weaknesses in terms of, you know, there's finally a team that can go toe-to-toe with getting a lot of threes up, running up and down the floor. The Rockets, when you look at these regular season matchups, have done a really good job enforcing turnovers, getting them into foul trouble, and I expect that to continue. But the thing that's very fascinating and hard to really know which team has the edge is I don't really take into account at all the regular season matchups. And it's not just because the regular season is different than the playoffs. It's because all those games, there were some key absences. The season opener, Draymond Green was out in the fourth quarter. Andre Iguodala missed the whole game. Chris Paul was out in the final period as well. Second matchup, Kevin Durant, James Harden didn't play. The third matchup, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson combined, I think for seven to 20 from the field. Uh, and that's probably never going to happen ever again. So there's not really a definitive takeaway from the regular season games. But I think what is interesting, Houston's playing at its best right now. They have home court advantage, but the Warriors are finally playing with playoff intensity. They're peaking at the right time. And one of the issues that plagued them toward the end of the season was all these injuries with all these all-stars. And right now they are fully healthy, most notably with Steph Curry's return. So I don't really know who to give the edge to. I think it's going to be one of those series where it could go literally any way depending on who executes the best on each possession. Mark, is there any kind of hangover effect from Chris Paul's days with the Clippers? We know how intense he's going to be here. This is his first time to the conference finals. 
I thought it was an underrated rivalry, probably because it never really developed late in the playoffs. But the Warriors and Clippers uh, for years did not enjoy playing one another or at least did not enjoy one another. I mean, that was the, those were that was a hardcore deal when they played. And uh, Chris Paul from those days now in the conference finals, how do you think emotionally Chris against the Warriors stars will play out? Yeah, it's a really interesting question. It's something I asked David West, who's one of the key you know, veteran reserves on the Warriors, who knew, knows Chris Paul well because of the time they played together in New Orleans. Yep. And he really hit what you just said, that because of all that frustration that he had with the early playoff exits in New Orleans and the Clippers, that he's as motivated as you can get. And there's no doubt that that kind of intensity and overall mindset is carrying through the rest of the Rockets. And it also helps that... They're also a team that kind of flamed out uh, in the playoffs and, and, and that sort of thing. So there's a lot of motivation in play, and the Warriors are very well aware of how that edge might help the Rockets. But I think the Warriors have this inner self-confidence that they still have the edge because of their championship experience, because they're fully healthy right now. They're playing at their best. And I think that what the Rockets did last offseason is sparking some competitive juices because I think on one hand it's left the Warriors flattered that the Rockets know they had to stockpile, make so many significant moves to have a chance to beat the Warriors. But I think they're also taking a little bit of offense to it that they think that they have enough to beat them. And then Clint Capella telling ESPN after one of the games that they, that they think we're better than them. There's definitely going to be a lot of chippiness and edginess on both sides for entirely different reasons. And so in a way, I think all those things, I wouldn't say cancel itself out because they're going to play out to some degree in the series, but I think it's really going to come down to who's healthiest the most and which of all those talented players on both teams are having their best performances. Steve Kerr is a terrific coach. I mean, I don't believe he gets as much credit for being the strategist he is certainly does well managing these personalities and these immense talents, but he does shift around the lineup, and, and this has happened in the playoffs. You know, the, the death lineup with Draymond at center, and you have the Hamptons 5 where they get smaller and faster. What do you think they're going to debut against Houston on Monday? If I had to guess, they're going to go with the death lineup because it's, it fits the adage that Steve Kerr said when he used the death lineup against New Orleans in games 4 and 5, that – uh, when you feel vulnerable, you go with your best players, and those are their best players. And the only reason why they didn't use that lineup in the regular season, two reasons. They had a lot of overlapping injuries uh, with all their star guys. Nothing major besides steps, but they sat those guys down because they wanted them to be healthy for right now. And then secondly, um, it was the regular season. Why give teams a, a lot of data to evaluate from and prepare and scheme for um, and kind of save it as a trump card in the postseason. So I think game one, you're going to see that lineup. Now, that's not going to be set in stone. I think Steve Kerr's whole thing this entire year is he always wants flexibility. And if for some reason that doesn't work, I could see him changing that at the center spot where they have so many different centers that aren't really defensive centers, and it kind of cuts both ways. They don't have a, an established all-star at that position, but they have guys that can – fit different needs according to matchups with, you know, JaVel McGee and Jordan Bell and Kayvon Looney. But I think to start out, they're really going to have 
uh, a lot of responsibility on Draymond Green. Even though he's undersized, Draymond's a very intense guy, and I think because of who the Rockets are and what Clint Capella said about uh, you know the Rockets being better than the Warriors, uh, he's going to bring his A game to say the least. Mark, great to have you uh, this weekend. Series gets started Monday. Mark Medina, Mercury News. Thanks so much, bud. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Always enjoy it. Yeah, all right. Mark Medina, Mercury News on Fox Sports Radio coming up next. Just when one of us was ready to give up on him, uh, he reminded us of his talent. That's next. Fox Sports Radio. Progressive Insurance, creators of the Name Your Price tool. Choose from a range of coverage options and pick the price that works for you. Visit Progressive.com today. All right, what does it mean when Geico says that 15 minutes can save 15% or more on car insurance? Probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. It's Mark and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. Glad you're with us. So, you think Tiger made a fool out of me today? A little is, bit. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> so, here's what I wrote to Rich last night when Tiger went even par one under in his first two rounds and made the cut at the Players' Championship on the number. I said, I find Tiger grinding to make cuts kind of frustrating. Just being there but not contending is not enough to really move the needle in my mind. So it's not critical of Tiger. It's I just find that frustrating. It's like well, you, I can see that you're back and you're better, but – Ah, like you're, get, you're, you're get up there on a Sunday where you might win. You're using sports the appropriate way. Okay. So it should be entertainment. Like the whole goal of turning on sports is necessary. Isn't necessarily to see your team win. It's to sort of, it's escapism. It's the same reason you go to a Broadway show or you go to the movies. You even go out to dinner where maybe maybe you're paying a little more money and there's white tablecloths and there's a little, you know, tableside review of what the dessert course is going to look like. So they have like the little olive oil dip with the garlic Ooh, thing in yeah, it? See, now you're talking. I'll show up for that. Fresh baked bread where they, they remove the napkins. It's still steaming. Oh, <laughs> Get well, out of here with that. So sports are supposed to scratch that same itch. It's supposed to be entertaining. It's supposed to be something that that's gripping, so gripping in the moment that you can sort of wash away the bad day you had at work or the fact that the in-laws are coming this weekend and concentrate <laughs> on something else for a moment. So, yes, I get it. When When you're looking to be entertained by the Tiger of old, it's unfortunate what you're seeing unravel here through the end of his career, which we're closer to the end with than we are the beginning. I still think he has a decent amount of golf left in him. It's just the quality of golf we're going to be able to see. I think those days where he is absolutely storming through the field on a Sunday and keeping the edge and pressing the gas pedal down, nobody's within reach, may be closer to over than they are to the start. So – I I would I would say it's very millennial millennial of you to 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 be so agitated by how how slow of a process it is for him to get back. So you're saying I'm still young? Yeah, yeah. nice or immature? Which are you saying? Well, I, I, you know what? Not immature. It's you know what? This generation, <laughs> hey. I don't consider it less mature than no, no, the generation no. of the. I'm not saying you're saying they're immature, but if I'm 43 <laughs> and I'm still acting like I'm 22. Does that mean I'm young at heart or immature? No, it means you're. It means that you're clued into what's relevant today. Okay. Look, when you turn I'll, on I'll your, take that. your yeah. cell phone, 
It is instantly gratifying. Like, Twitter is set up like a slot machine, for crying out loud. <laughs> Pull it down, and then pow! Like, you get all of the news at once. Like, it's truly, like, yep. it, and it does it on purpose. It loads it up so little things flash across your subconscious. You're like, oh, I have so much to catch up on. And so you stay on the app longer, and they push advertising to you. Same thing with Instagram. Let's talk about what's happening with Tiger. This is a process. The guy's been away from golf for four years, knee surgeries, back surgeries. He's fought his way through family rife on a public stage. Like, it's going to take a little while for all of us to enjoy Tiger the way we used to. It may never happen again, but I'll tell you right now, I'm just happy he's back because golf has never been more entertaining as when Tiger Woods wow. has been involved with the, it. The second I wrote it, he then went nine under in his next 13 holes. <laughs> and I, and I, I well, okay, yeah, I could get into that. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. I can get into that. Spoke a bit too Listen, soon. A little, just a wee bit, but where are we now? Like, Webb Simpson's at 19 under par. Tiger's still 11 shots off of the no, lead. No, I get it. Right? I get it. All right. Uh, coming up next, I got the quarterback this year. I got the guy who's absolutely going to blow up. That's next. Okay, into our third hour, and Danny Woodhead is going to join us in a half hour. Can't wait to talk to Danny, former Raven, Charger, Patriot, and now an example of freedom. Yes. <laughs> I wonder, that, how many people know that? Like, do you get football fans that really understand when you guys retire, it's as if you are being released from Shawshank? Dude, I just read a story <laughs> about a talented <laughs> – Offensive lineman who played with the Falcons most recently, but that wasn't his first stop. He was drafted in fourth round. Okay. and No, he was with the Falcons. Then he became a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. That's where he was most recently. Basically groomed his replacement and retired. And he now, this fall, or this offseason into this fall, has set off... <laughs> Broke up with his long-term girlfriend, like bought a dog from a, a rescue uh, place and bought a converted van that he can sleep in the back of. And he's just going to tour the United States drive and, around. and blog about it. I'm trying to remember his My name. My gosh, he, he turned into like the mystery machine from Scooby-Doo. This I, is amazing. He's like, just going to go places? There is a picture of the – it is the mystery machine. Like there's a picture of the the, the transfer – you know, <laughs> van, car, whatever you want. Like the ceiling raises, the back kind of comes out a little bit. But it's – yeah, this guy is just going to – look, it's, he's like – like yes. a, he's just gonna <laughs> tour right. the USA. That's right. He's like uh, Jerry Maguire in a car after Kush signed. Like he's yes. just looking for a song <laughs> yeah. that'll capture the moment. Um, yeah. So Danny Woodhead's gonna join us. That's where he is. So maybe he'll sing for us. That's right. Yeah. That's coming up in about twenty five minutes. Um, I got the guy. I got the guy that you need to draft in your fantasy league because he's been around for a while and he's good. But I think he's going to go through the roof this year. But I'm gonna hold what that. Hold. I'll hold that for a sec. I just saw this on uh, Bill Simmons' Twitter, and I want to throw it at you. Okay. And everybody, uh, you can all play the home game, too. This is fun. All right. What is the best value bet for an NBA Finals matchup? All we right. got four possibilities, and I'm going to throw at you what Vegas is offering on the numbers. And for people who are confused by that, these numbers are basically like, bet $100, you win this number that I'm about to say. Right. Okay. Cavs Warriors plus 101. So in other words, bet $100, you win a $101. Right. <laughs> <laughs> in other words, it's about even money. Uh Cavs Rockets plus 296. Ooh, okay. Hmm? 
Celtics Warriors plus 373. Okay. Celtics Rockets plus 826. So if both underdogs win, although both have home court advantage, plus 826. So if you had to pick one of those four as to what's the best value, what are you going with? Yeah, this is a no-brainer. Uh, and I understand why the numbers are the way they are, but the best bet is Celtics dubs at plus 373. That is the correct answer. Good job. Yeah, good I'm answer. Good answer. Yeah, so good answer, Rick. <laughs> this is Oh well, <laughs> I mean, okay, I'll stand and bow. Yes, thank you. Yes. Uh no, the, so look, when you look at what we have in the Eastern and Western Conference Finals is exactly what we started with. Everybody thought it was going to come down to <laughs> Cavs, true. Celtics, and Dubs, Houston, and that's exactly what we get. But along the path, we've gotten to see a couple of things. And those two things specifically are how weak the Cavaliers can look against a great team effort, a la the Pacers, mm-hmm. and how terrific the Celtics playing out of out of their 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 depth, quite frankly, with the 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 front court that they have to provide. I mean, this is this is not the Irving Hayward pairing you thought no. it was going to be. Like, <laughs> no. I mean, you know, Irving with the knee and the other injuries, and Hayward breaks his ankle immediately upon arrival. Like, this is this is a very different looking Celtics team, but they're effective. Uh, they're tremendously young and talented and hungry. And Brad Stevens has done a tremendous job coaching them situationally, end of game situations. I I look at it quite frankly as just being the the East could be disturbed by the fact that the Celtics, if they get hot and do the things that they did in in the series against the 76ers, and LeBron doesn't toe the line completely for the Cavs like he has for two series now. You could have the Celtics making it to the finals. Yeah, I actually don't understand why the numbers are the way they are. Why on earth is Cavs-Rockets more likely than Warriors-Celtics? Are you telling me, Vegas or public, that you think it's more likely that the Rockets beat the Warriors than it is that the Celtics beat the Cavs? Uh, look, this What is, the hell are you talking about? This, is, this all has to do with um, the biases people have from name recognition. Like, there are a lot fewer people who know much about the, the young stars uh, on, on the Celtics as compared to Chris Paul and James Harden okay, with the Houston fair. Rockets. So, Vegas is skewing the numbers to make sure they make the most amount of money possible. I just think that this is something for all of us to remind ourselves when it comes to LeBron James. Do understand that whatever your opinion is of LeBron James, whether you love him, whether you hate him, or somewhere in between, it changes every Tuesday. Do you guys notice that? It changes every Tuesday or whatever day of the week you want to pick. Because this is this means to me that you all think it's nuts that the Celtics could beat him. A week and a half ago, you thought he was going out in the first round. And then he's won five straight games, most of them pretty close. And now you've decided, well, it's bananas to think that he's not going to win next round. This is a Celtics team that played LeBron in the playoffs last year also didn't have Kyrie because he was on LeBron's team, also didn't have Gordon Hayward. He was on Utah, had Isaiah Thomas for a game and a half before he got hurt, then left the series. Oh, that's right, with the hip. Down 0-2 and took him to what? 
did it go six games? The Celtics got like a, a, a couple games in that series. And Brad Stevens and what we know about him as a coach, like I don't find it hard to imagine the Celtics winning this series at all. Yeah, this is – yeah, look, uh, Vegas, think of it more of a popularity contest than actually how things are going to pan out. You need to put the numbers where you need to put them because people are going to bet heavier on Cavs-Houston as opposed to Celtics-Dubs because realistically – the, again, those are the names you know. So you got to mitigate risk. If you put some huge number next to that and you uh, they go bet heavy, all of a sudden you may lose your shirt if you're the house. So you have to hedge the bets against themselves. So that's exactly what you're seeing here. But I do think Warriors is going to be an easy roll through Houston. I don't think no, so I don't think either series is easy. I don't um, think either series is easy. But I'm more comfortable saying Warriors will be a final contender than I am Cavaliers. I agree. Yeah, 100%. I think the worst bet on the board, though, is Cavs-Warriors. It's almost an even-money bet on two teams that both won't play at home for another week. That's crazy. The The, the even-money favorite is both of the road teams <laughs> in this series. That's that's crazy. So anyway, and it's because, and you know why? It, it's because well, yeah, most one of them's the, the Warriors, and the other one has LeBron. Uh, yes, and and most of the money is going to come in on that that bet. So so you, again, that's Vegas doing you know, what Vegas does is protecting themselves. I mean, it's become this uh, you know catchy NBA phrase: trust the process. Um, I was listening earlier. Uh, Steve and Brady were were talking about this. If it's Cavs Warriors four, is that a good thing or a bad thing for the NBA? Well, listen, you know, it either, you know, whatever. It's either going to happen or it's not. What 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 I do think is interesting though is a lot of people will say if it is Cavs Warriors 4, well, gosh, this just denigrates the regular season. This is pointless. What are we doing? There's only two teams. Hold on a second. Believe in the process. Like if they do get there, this is a very different story than it was the previous 3 years. LeBron played a game 7 in round 1. The Warriors and Cavs are both on the road to start this final round uh, on the conference finals, uh, the Warriors have not been on the road in any series ever during this four years. So now that is going to happen. What if these series do, which I think go six or seven games, that's going to be drama that is absolutely worthwhile. So even if it ends up Cavs Warriors, look, if they both sweep their opponent, then then we can have the conversation sure. of like, wow, this has kind of gotten a little bit out of whack and they're playing one another for the fourth consecutive year. Yeah. But if they do get there, but there was a struggle or a new story, that's okay. Yeah, I think as we walk through the corridor of the past five years and the, the final pictures, uh, you know, it's going to be the past four years are going to look pretty straight and narrow. Okay, yeah, it was Cavs and it was Warriors, and it's LeBron against these four All-Stars or some assembly of those four guys throughout the years. And then this picture gets tilted. I just I don't think that it's going to work out differently. I would say smart money is still on Cavs, Warriors, but realistically, this picture is just going to be tilted on the wall. This is the one you stop and look at for a second and go, why was that playoff picture different? Oh, yeah, because it was the rise of the Sixers. It was the rise of Boston. It was Houston figuring out what they needed to do. There was change. There was turnover. The Pacers grew a set. There were great stories. Got Anthony Davis won his first playoff game. That team uh, showed some things that nobody saw coming. You mentioned the Sixers. What about Russell Westbrook and Paul George and what their 
an unsuccessful playoff oh. run is going to mean for their future. Potentially the end of days for the Spurs. That thing, that yes, situation looked like it could detonate. Yeah, 100%. So I, I, I'm a total buyer in this year's playoffs, even if it ends up the exact same as the previous three. Mark and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. Danny Woodhead in about 20 minutes. But coming up next, we've got the guy. If you want to see the quarterback who is going to suddenly overplay what you've seen in previous years. We'll tell you who it is next. Progressive Insurance, creators of the Name Your Price tool. Choose from a range of coverage options and pick the price that works for you. Visit Progressive.com today. All right, Danny Wood, in 10 minutes. What does it mean when Geico says his 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. You know that old commercial? Dad, I learned it by watching you. I learned it by watching you. <laughs> so I learned something by watching you, Rich Ornberg. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, 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 and it wasn't how to smoke anything, though. No, it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't anything bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was this. You were the first to the party, at least as far as anyone I know. Last year, the Chiefs trade up. They grabbed Patrick Mahomes. And, it, and most people are like, wait. Uh, what? So Alex Smith is, you know, he's pretty good. Yeah. And oh, by the way, still has like, you know, some time on the contract and what's happening right now? Why are you doing this? And you could not run to a microphone or phone quicker <laughs> to be like, love it, love it, love it, love it, love yeah, it, love I it, love the, it, love it. I said the Chiefs won the draft. They won the draft. And the reason was you're like, watch what happens with Alex Smith. This is going to light a you-know-what under his you-know-what. And uh, poof. Alex Smith came out and started throwing the ball down the field. Everyone was like, hallelujah. And then he lost in the playoffs in the, anyway, and so they you know, made the move, and, and the rest is history. So let's look around at some other examples of what you're talking about. Some have just happened, and others, in my opinion, are about to happen. Who's the quarterback that just got a you-know-what lit under his you-know-what? Well, the one in most recent memory who had the reaction uh, that that you would expect from this guy is Big Ben Roethlisberger. Big Ben Roethlisberger. You think it was a show before with Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster? Wait till you see what happens this year. Because Ben has not only uh, shown that he noticed <laughs> that the Steelers grabbed a quarterback. Look. All anyone remembered were the first-round quarterbacks. There were a ton of other quarterbacks that got drafted. Of course. You couldn't name any of them, except one, Mason Rudolph. One, because we'd kind of heard of him in college, but two, because Ben's made a deal out of it. Ben went public and stated, I thought we could have done something else with that pick. That's something, you know, we got other needs. We could have done something there. He essentially rushed to get onto Pittsburgh radio. Yep. I mean, this is the offseason. He doesn't have to call into a radio station and chat with him. As a matter of fact, when he had the conversation, the kids were in the back of the minivan, just picked him up from school. He's like, thanks for having me on, guys. You know, just carpooling, <laughs> offseason stuff. Anyways, I hate the third-round pick. <laughs> it really almost went exactly that way because these guys <laughs> wasted no time. They were like, Ben, what you think about them picking up Mason Rudolph? He said, and I quote, I don't I don't understand how that pick helps us win now. Uh-huh. I mean, he'll probably make the depth chart, maybe be our third quarterback. I don't know. 
but we could have maybe grabbed a tight end or someone who could have influenced our winning, our prowess. Now, I told them I was going to play for three to five more years. (laughs) I told them. Oh, oh, did you now, after two years of telling us you might retire all (laughs) offseason? Ben, I wish I had been hosting the radio show you called because I could have explained to you how it helps you win now. This is about you. This is about lighting a fire under your tuchus. This is about you, one, committing to play, and two, playing through injury, and three, realizing that it's really nice that we're good and we make the playoffs each year. But just like Alex Smith, that's not enough. We need someone to go beat Tom Brady. Correct. Hell, last year you didn't even beat Blake Bortles in the playoffs. So we're going to need a little bit more, and we think you're capable. And, man, am I high on Ben Roethlisberger this year because he took notice. The Steelers are geniuses. Think of everything they achieved with one third-round pick. A, they got a quarterback most people thought was going to go in the first or second. Okay? Yep. Value pick. B, They got a guy at a position that is the most valued position in all of sports. Therefore, if he ever shows to be good, they've got a tremendous asset. And C, they grabbed the most important player on their roster and said, take us to the promised land now. It's the best pick in the draft. So when when I looked at and evaluated last year's draft with the Chiefs, you could make the argument they were a pretty complete team. You can sort of make that argument with the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. No. I mean, they're strong on defense. They have stars all the way around that offense. They have a quarterback who's great. But can you get more out of the quarterback position? The answer is yes. Alex Smith was a steadfast starter in Kansas City. But over there with John Dorsey and Andy Reid, they started wringing their hands because every time they got to the playoffs, even with a Pro Bowl season in 2016 – It just wasn't tipping them over the edge, so they gave them one last chance. They drafted a guy at 10th overall, which, I mean, to Big Ben's credit, they didn't do. They drafted a third-round quarterback who was probably undervalued and fell. But I'll digress to prove this point. Here's the fact. Here's the stats that back this up. A year ago, before they they drafted Pat Mahomes, the Chiefs did, Alex Smith with Strohn, 3,500 yards. He threw 4,000 yards the next season. Okay, so he had 500 yards to an already Pro Bowl caliber season. Uh, He threw for 15 touchdowns in 2016. In 2017, 26 with less interceptions. Five interceptions, the lowest number of any starter in the league. And then his passer rating uh, jumped by, oh, I don't know, a dozen points or better. So you you mean the passer rating that was two points better than Tom Brady's, the MVP? This is this is what happens when you stoke a thoroughbred, when you give them something to chase. They're taking the blinders off. They're saying, guess what, Big Ben? You're not the only horse in this race anymore, so you better start getting out there and mudding the way you used to. Otherwise, you know what happens to old horses, and it ain't pretty. Well, remember, Ben Roethlisberger, you look at his stats from last year, and you're like, it's fine. He was fifth in the league with over 4,200 yards. He had 28 uh, 28 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. That's a little high. He had five of them in one game against Jacksonville, the same team that then knocked him out of the playoffs. And all of a sudden you're going, okay, wait a minute. So, uh, yeah, maybe we do need to 
have a conversation and stoke that a little bit. And this is not rare in sports. I started thinking about this. Here's another name, and it was in the news this week. Mark Ingram. Let's take a look at Mark Ingram at the start of last year. What did the Saints do? They grabbed a running back in the third round. Turned out it was like the rookie star of the year in Alvin Kamara. But don't forget what else they did at the beginning of the year, even though it didn't last long. They signed a guy by the name of Adrian Peterson. Uh, That's correct. Mark Ingram. Hey, we drafted a running back and signed Adrian Peterson. And what happened? Ingram came out and started running like a horse and had his greatest year ever. Now he also ended up doing some other things, and now he's going to miss the first four games of this upcoming year. But I think we saw it last night at Dodger Stadium. The Mets finally said, hey, Matt Harvey, we've had enough. Now, you can say, oh, he threw four innings and didn't give up any runs. That's a small sample size. Do you want to know what Matt Harvey did last night that actually grabbed my attention? He hit 96 on the gun. Where the hell has that been? He hasn't been able to hit 96 on the gun for for two years. What happened? Somebody ticked him off. Let me let me explain something that I think a lot of people misread as being an uh, an a hole or or being uh, somewhat of an arrogant jerk, like the the idea that. You know, Kobe Bryant trash-talked like crazy or Michael Jordan or Russ Westbrook. He's a millionaire many times over. More money than he'll ever know what to do with if he's careful enough. And this is this is a guy who seems like, I don't know, he's, he's just chippy and he's edgy and, like, why is he so unhappy and upset? There's a certain level of greatness in order to achieve. You, you, can, you have to evaporate complacency. You have to be at a level that you have to operate at a level where you keep competitive fires burning. The Patriots create that environment, and with Tom Brady especially, not only and to to maybe the dismay of the program now as as he's getting older and and maybe parting himself uh, uh, from from a uh, personality standpoint from the team, but this was a team that stoked that fire by drafting quarterback after quarterback after quarterback behind Tom Brady brought in capable backups, people who when he they got into the game, they always showed their worth. Castle, Brissett, Garoppolo, Hoyer, Mallet. Even though a lot of these guys didn't pan out elsewhere, while they were in-house with the Patriots, they showed everything Everything that any Patriot quarterback showed during during the round, they, they spun off and became starters. Look, this is this is how you do it. This is how complacency doesn't wander its way into the conversation. And that's exactly what the Pittsburgh Steelers are doing with Big Ben now. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Danny Woodhead uh, is going to join us in a couple of minutes. Guess who he played with last year? That would be Joe Flacco, who apparently isn't responding to Lamar Jackson's text messages. That's interesting. That's among the things we'll get to with Danny here in just a moment on Fox Sports Radio, Mark and Rich. But let's get Gascon in here as well with the latest, another guy who does not respond to text messages, uh, David Gascon. David. You know why. Why? why? It's because I pick up the phone and I dial the freaking no, number and I no. call people. No, that doesn't work anymore. It does. No, no, it's no. It's an why? amazing thing. Do you called... know people who answer their phone? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow, that's weird. I do. The, I, the interesting thing, though, is I actually memorize the majority of the people that I text. I re- memorize their numbers. What's my number? Go ahead. 
Uh, I don't text you a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would have been mad at you if you said my number on the air anyway. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know what would have been worse is if he gave out your number and nobody called. Then <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, that's a bigger problem. That's actually you know, probably what would have happened. Yeah, well, <laughs> imagine what would happen if I had given out your house number instead. People are like, what, that guy's got a I, house number? I don't, yeah, I don't have a house number. <laughs> so, oh, it's my landline. Yeah. I use it when you I can reach him, You can reach him at markwillard at AOL.com. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, guys, we'll start off with the Players' Championship. Webb Simpson is your leader right now. He's at 18 under par through 14 holes. Tiger Woods had a good showing. He's at minus 8. Jason Day continues. He's on 18 as we speak. He's at 9 under par through three rounds. Onward to Major League Baseball. Yankees had to go extra innings today. The Yankees need a base hit to try to win the game. The pitch is swung on and lined to left center field. There is a base hit. Sanchez rounds third. Here comes Tannis throw. A terrible throw. Sanchez scores. Ball game over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. Yeah, they get it done on the Yankees radio network. Nationals on FS1 leading the D-backs. 2-1, Bryce Harper 2-for-3 with an RBI. Cubbies all over the White Sox 5-1. And just a friendly reminder, online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Eastern Conference Finals will start tomorrow, and also in the National Hockey League, Western Conference Finals begin tonight yeah. in Winnipeg, 30 Woo! minutes from now. All right, yeah. go Jets! Come on, Vegas. Oh, he got a team right. Oh, yeah. Rich got a team right. I, 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 I no, I, I think Sam Donald's going to do great for them this year. <laughs> wow. Uh, we're, wow. We're live in the Geico wow. Fox Sports Radio <laughs> Studios. Yeah. It is easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. There's no hard part in talking to this next guy. Uh, Danny Woodhead, former Raven, Charger, Patriot running back, Jets as well, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, joining us right now, Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Woodhead, what are you doing? Man? Has the uh, has the smile worn off yet, or is this whole retirement thing just hit you know fitting you like a glove? My dogs, I'll tell you what. <laughs> it's good to hear from you. Yeah. Good, for, good to hear from you. Thank I'd you. The smile, the smile is still there. Oh, good. Uh, and I don't, if anything, it might be a bigger smile. Well, you know? let me let me ask this, though, because you're in a dangerous time in your life. I've always said when football it's players dangerous. retire, yeah, the offensive linemen get smaller and the running backs get bigger. So uh, how many uh, how many Dunkin' Donuts have you eaten in the last two weeks and how many pounds have you gained? Zero, and I'm actually eating Five Guys right now. Okay, uh, yes. Five guys, uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, hey, hey, five guys, if you can uh, hook me up with maybe a gift card or something, okay. I mean, okay. could, could we could we, could we, we at them on Twitter? Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I just did. I just did. We yeah, certainly can. Yeah. We we're, certainly can. We're going to tag them on this interview when we post it. It's you know, here's amazing. my problem. You know, haven't gained any weight. Yeah, well, here's my problem with yeah. five. Like, five got anywhere. Like, it's not, I stop in there, I bet you get yourself a burger and you, you get french fries for the kids. Like, when I go to the counter, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I'll have a burger. And you could put bacon on it as well as a hot dog. And, oh, geez, a vanilla shake would be a nice side of fries. Thanks. Like, what's your typical burger joint order? You know, I got to be honest. I have to add a patty. Wow. Like, you, you want to have a tr- – if you're going to go to Five Guys, you don't go and just be like, oh, I'm only going to get this and I'm only going to get – no, 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 no. You're already making a mistake by going to Five Guys. So, like, you might as well make a – you might as well make a mistake 
worth it. I mean, know? it's yeah, I think it's called When in Rome, right? I oh, mean, yeah. When in Rome. Yes, yeah. I, yeah, I, exactly. I, they eat a lot of cheeseburgers in yeah, Italy. I know this to be true. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the cheeseburgers, they, they can't they, they they don't have enough like scares to to make meat, you know, to make the make the hamburgers because they have been eating so many cheeseburgers over there ever since <laughs> Five Guys started. And they just have five guys like on every corner in Rome. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going there. I'm going there this summer. It's going to be amazing. All right, da- Danny Woodhead joining us, Fox Sports Radio. Danny, you uh, you came on my podcast a handful of weeks ago, and I never forget something you said when you were talking because you were an undrafted free agent and a guy, therefore, who is mindful. I think of who's on the practice squad when you're on a team, and you're going to be there to maybe put your arm around them and and give them a pep talk or something when they need it. So I wonder what you think about what we're seeing right now in the division you just left, which is stories of Joe Flacco not responding to a Lamar Jackson text and Big Ben going out there and saying, yeah, I think we could have done something different there in the third round as opposed to grabbing Mason Rudolph. Like, what is the right way for a vet to welcome a rookie at the same position? Well, first of all, I've never been a starting quarterback in the NFL. Correct. So that's (laughs) – but uh, I will say – you know, uh, I mean, obviously, you, you end up, you know, glad to have you on the team, yada, yada, yada. But <laughs> it's, I'll tell you what, that's a weird position, how, how, how those two things went down. I, I will say, very interesting, because in a sense, doesn't it kind of say, like, I mean, I don't know, I guess they are higher draft picks. So, like, what does it say? And then you have coaches come out and, you know, give the coach speak and the organization comes out, gives the organization speak. No, we believe in you. We believe, you know, we want you here forever. So it's like, Rich, you know, like, oh, yeah. you can't, you can't believe anything. Well, <laughs> to, 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 to a certain degree. And I think honestly, I mean, and I, I don't want to speak for you, but like, don't you think that's the goal? Don't you think as players, they sort of keep you in the dark on a lot of things, and then all of a sudden the decision's made that may shift your position or shift the team in a different direction, and it's your job to just adjust. And those emotions can run raw occasionally. I, I'm trying to think of times in my career where I was kind of you know, hit sideways with something, and, and it does happen, but I, I, I mean, realistically, when you are the face of a team like a Joe Flacco, like a, a, right. a Ben Roethlisberger – I, sometimes those reactions become public or the lack of reaction in the case of Flacco. Right. I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think it would be interesting to be in those shoes in either or one of their shoes. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, I mean, the thing is the NFL, like you can't really trust anyone. I get that. Rich knows that you can't trust anyone. And cause the thing is like, not everyone under understands how the NFL works, the business side. So, you know you draft people high to play them. I mean that's just that's what it is. Right. There's only one there's only one place that I know of that they will sit out a first or second rounder and Rick knows that same place. Because, you know, there's there's one focus. But um other than that, we understand it's a business. And it's just like, oh, one day you're feeling I don't want to say feeling good about where you're at, but it's just like, oh, la di da da boom, you're fired. You know? <laughs> like that, that, that's what it is. Yeah. You it's, can... it's, 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 it's one of those things. And 
you understand the business side of the NFL, and that's just that's part of it. Danny Woodhead joining us on Fox Sports Radio. You know, another aspect of the draft, and I thought it was the most moving moment of the whole thing, was when Ryan Chazier limped out with the help of his fiance onto the stage and announced the draft pick for the Steelers. It was nice to see him walking again. It was a moment that I feel like a lot of former players and current players stood on their feet and applauded because of how dire it looked when that injury took place against the Bengals. But as a retired player now, on the other side, out of harm's way, like download for a second the safety of this game, how it's impacted your life, and and what do you think needs to happen moving forward to prevent some more of what we saw last season? Uh, you know, I don't even know if uh, that that was a normal tackle. Like he was just tackling. Like I mean, he's probably made that tackle like that a trillion times. Yep. I mean, I, I even I even saw it and. It even kind of brought me back to the way that I pass block sometimes, mm. just the position he got into. And so, I mean, I don't know if it's it's just part of the game. I mean, I love that you know people want to take you know action to keep the game safer. And I think the <clears throat> I think the you know to try to make this that's right. You want to try to make the game safer, but I don't know how much you can do because then there's also times too like. I mean, you think about it with all the helmet to helmet, all these fines, all the different stuff. Then you have other things happen, whereas guys go in and say across the middle, the safety or the DB, they're going in to hit and then they turn their head. Well, Rich, we know a lot of times when you get hit in the side of the head, that's more likely to get a concussion. So I think, I mean, there's so many things that you can only try to make it safe so safe but then you start doing stuff like that and then guys are i feel like sometimes even putting themselves in even more vulnerable positions because then they're they're ducking their head away and they're they're opening up the temple to get hit so i mean it's just like there's so many different things that you know people are trying to do to make things safer but i think part of it is we just know that it's a kind of a dangerous game yeah no doubt about that danny woodhead fox sports radio danny uh, multiple choice question here. What do you want to do with the rest of your life? A, be the third member of the Mark and Rich show. Uh, B, PGA Tour professional. Or C, the field. What, 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 what do you pick? You know, I got to be honest. Is there a D where it's kind of A and B, but like I don't work every day, but I just kind of make appearances and stuff? Oh, oh, like, like totally. I mean, I mean, compl- and, and where, I mean I, yes, yes, yes. It, <laughs> and you guys still, hey, wait, hey, we need to get this out there so then the the national media knows this, and then we just get like some cool sponsor to still pay a salary for me. No, you know what's crazy? Actually, you're speaking with the national media. <laughs> no, I knew that. I knew that. I knew that because I knew it was Fox. I knew that, Rich, because I was, why do you think I was saying, bro? I want, I want, the national media people, though. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what's crazy. I'm saying, like, the people at your facility. Da- Danny, literally five gentlemen holding cheeseburgers just are outside on the other side of the and studio. They're, and they're all guys. They have oh, five, five uh, guys? There are five guys out on the street. And they have burgers and fries with them out there. <laughs> I think oh we've done so. I think we've got something accomplished. Here. All right. All right. Our people oh, are, uh, are going to call your people. Do you have people? 
Oh, I have plenty of people. Okay. It's like I have my wife and my kids. Okay, and- great. We'll call your wife. We're going to call your <laughs> wife and set this up. Hey, Danny, great to talk to you, buddy. Hey, have a good one, guys. There he goes, Danny Woodhead, future <laughs> member of the Mark and Rich Show, uh, sponsored uh, by uh, all burger shops in America, and uh, we golf when we're when we're not on the air. Correct. Com- yeah, Correct. Coming, coming up next, uh, I love this guy. He is my favorite thing in sports is when there's big hype and expectation and someone meets it, but we're not getting enough of it, and we're not hearing enough about it, and that's next. All right, great news. Quick way you could save some money. Who wants to save money? Yeah. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. 15 minutes save, 15% or more on car insurance. Mark and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. Glad you're with us. Uh, We got Take It or Leave It coming up next hour. Let me tell you one thing that I would like to take more of and not leave. His name is Shohei Otani. Okay. We're all doing this wrong. You realize that, right? Baseball, do you understand we're doing this wrong? And hey, Angels, you're doing it wrong. So this is like the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know how people are like, oh, you act like it's the greatest thing since sliced It is. It's a two-way baseball player who came from a different country, <laughs> walked up to the batter's box, and started hitting 350 and almost threw a no-hitter his second time out. That's happening right now, and I feel like the better it gets, the less we hear. It's a great point. Whoa, what are we doing? No, this this uh, this kettle was boiling to start the season. Everybody was hearing it whistle because I think, and I'm not 100% certain, but it feels like, you know, the, the old standby pundits around baseball have seen a lot of prospects come and go. Boy, I'll tell you, it's a dogged season. 162 games, you got to prove your worth. Haven't seen a two-way player since Babe Ruth, not one, have any sort of success at least. And, yeah, he could DH, but that'll eventually mess up the rotation. They'll go back to either make him a batter or pitcher. Well, it hasn't yet. And what's bizarre about this is I think everybody is waiting to write the article about the failure, about how this could not work, not in this day's game, it's a bygone era we're trying to harken back to. It's baseball's attempt at saving the fans. And in the meantime, what you're not enjoying is the tremendous ride that we're on watching this guy. Now, me and you, we've been all over this, and we've been checking in and every home run. I, I, If I walk by a TV and he's batting or if I know he's pitching, to me, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. And how much in baseball do you say that about? Oh, I mean, it's a rarity. What's the watchability ranking of every player in baseball right now? Look, you know, it's difficult to even say which teams are great right now because they do such a terrible job. Like, you ask anybody, uh, even just a, a, a bystander, not even uh, necessarily a sports fan, like, who's good in the NBA right now? They're going to say Cavs or Warriors. Right. They may even know the Rockets, and if they're they're even a half step into the game, they'll know that the 76ers and Celtics are pretty good, too. If you ask somebody who's good in baseball, <laughs> it like they might go, uh, the Dodgers? They're yeah. you, usually good, right? Yeah, no, it's like, no, no, no the Dodgers not. are awful. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're absolutely awful <laughs> right like, now. Yeah. Uh, well, geez, who won the, the World Series last year? It's like, yeah, I know. It's tough to recall, right? 
because they do such a terrible job of well, promoting themselves. I, I've said this now a number of times. If I'm Rob Manfred, my first call, my only call, I'm calling David Stern, and I'm hiring him as a consultant because he was the one that got the NBA uh, to start marketing individuals. And you mentioned all those teams right there. I do know who young fans know. They know LeBron, and they know Steph, and they know KD, and they know Russ, and they even know Giannis. And Harden. And Simmons and Embiid. But here's Shohei Otani, 3-1 and one on the mound with a 4.1 ERA, which is unfortunately skewed high because of one really bad outing. Against the Thir- Sox, yeah. 32 strikeouts in 26 innings pitched. And, oh, by the way, at the plate, he's hitting 348 with five home runs and 16 RBIs. And we're hearing less and less about it because of what you just said. It's like, oh, it's working, which means my narrative was wrong. We're waiting for him to fail as opposed to enjoying the fact that he's not. Look, certain things are a lot cooler because of exclusivity. (laughs) Country clubs, nightclubs, they work that way. It seems like the less people inside and the more people on the outside, the more popular they become. But this country club attitude that Major League Baseball has needs to go away. It is constant. It is constant where you hear it. It's PGA golf and it's and it's MLB where it happens the most, where somebody who's talking out of their depth about the sports gets castigated for not being in the know. Well, geez. And anybody, any new idea gets tamped down. Guess what, though? You'll go the way of the dinosaurs. It's adapt or die. We heard it in the Billy Bean monologue during Moneyball. Right. Adapt or die, baseball, because NBA, they're influencing people on social media every day, and they're starting to chase the coattails of the NFL. You're falling way behind. Well, you want an analytic? Here's an analytic. His OPS is 1,044. This is like, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Let's start hearing about it some more. Uh, Here's what you're going to hear about coming up next, though. Baseball and video games. That's around the corner. Okay, into our final hour on a Saturday. Having a great time. Hope uh, you're having a beautiful weekend. Let us take a moment now to say uh, happy Mother's Day to each and every mom out there. Most important job in the world. Hardest job in the world. Thank goodness for you. None of us dudes could birth anything. No. That's all I want to say. No. None of us could do it. No, like, it's a whole thing, man. <laughs> I like. I mean, you played football, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to leave the whole birthing thing to somebody I, else. So, truly, walked into the delivery room with my wife, and I'm not going to give any of the graphic, you know, <laughs> that, this is not where this conversation's heading, but- but, she appreciates that, by the way. But, but it, like a nurse walked in, was like, okay, you know, so this is where we give it a practice try. And so she walked us through contractions <laughs> and pushing and yada, yada, yada. And uh, and so she's like, yeah, Dad, why don't you grab a leg? I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. I'll do it for the practice round in my brain. And then sure enough, at said hospital. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. She's like, okay, let's do a real one. I'm like, well, of course, they're going to bring the curtain in. And the, the other two nurses will come in as well. And and, and I'll, I'll go. I'll be in the waiting room having a cigar. And, uh, you know. Can I, can I tell you? Can I tell you when that, when that happened to me, when the nurse was like, okay, grab a leg. And I, 
I mean, it's your wife. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to push. He's going to hurt her. The nurse literally, I tried for like 10 seconds. One of the nurses looked at me and goes, get out of there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. She's oh, like, get out of there. Yeah. And she, she's like, get, let me do it. Well, so I had to hang in there. And then by the next day, <laughs> I was talking to Annie about it. Uh, and I go, hey, listen, like that was pretty traumatic. Like I had no idea what I was going to be doing in there. And she goes, oh, really? <laughs> it was traumatic for you? You had a rough day, did you? That was tough, was it? <laughs> 36 hours of labor? Like, like, I was like, oh, right. It's yeah. Labor Day. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Ladies, bless you. Yeah, thank you. Holy smokes. We're live in the Geico Fox Sports <laughs> Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. I didn't even do good getting through the whole, like, dissecting a frog thing back in school. Oh, no, that was I, cool. I mean, I just, <laughs> Because it was just smoked. like some frog. Like, oh. uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. Listen, right. I would have preferred to be on the other side of the glass. <laughs> Holy mackerel. So we talked about this on our show in San Diego during the week. You are 32 years old. Uh, yeah. And so is Red Sox starter David Price who has carpal tunnel syndrome, and those in Boston were like, so, hey, David, we know that you're big, uh, you know, during your downtime with uh, Fortnite, okay? If you don't know what Fortnite is. It's not two weeks. This isn't Shakespeare. (laughs) It means that you've turned 50, I think. (laughs) Uh, Everybody else knows what it is. If you don't, ask somebody who's under 50, even better, someone who's under 30, even better, someone who's not 15 yet. Then you'll really get the oh. detailed answer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Fortnite has taken over the world of anybody who is uh, into video games. And so David Price apparently partakes uh, constantly. And so the Boston media was like, hey, did uh, did Fortnite cause your carpal tunnel syndrome? Oh, my. And David's like, so no. First, first <laughs> off, no. But second off, and this is what grabbed my attention. Secondly, he says, yeah, so, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, my generation, uh, we play video games. This is what we do. Yeah. And so it was unapologetic, but I thought it was also interesting that he, I mean, he put that on all of you. I say you because you're 32. I'm 43. It's not like I'm expired yet, but um, I've never really been a video game guy. Right. And I'm part of the generation that has a lot of the 11 and 12-year-olds right now where we we see people sitting down to watch someone else play video games, and we're like, yeah, like I don't even understand what's happening right now. What are you doing, and how is this interesting to you? So – so there's so many different he's right by the way this is a generational thing and it's very similar to when uh you know our parents were kids and the dawn of television where you could turn on a couple of the networks and there might be cartoons on Saturdays like yeah I, I, it's so funny like the idea of Saturday morning cartoons sort of went went away when oh, I was a kid yes but that was a thing in our parents generation like oh. Saturday morning cartoons and like you got to be there like it was programmed right? we waited for it you we wa- waited like we woke up on a Saturday morning and it was a mini Christmas. Absolutely. Mom's going to let us turn the TV on, and there's no rules and regulations and no timer. And so I remember, 
like and now now when we were kids it was it was turn that television off and go outside <laughs> and then around the time i was becoming a teenager the video games got so good and got so inexpensive that everybody was playing them and, and, and i mean the systems and you know the fact that you can operate over internet protocol and connect with multiple people and your friends from high school could play against your friends in college and you had this online meeting place now i start thinking about it. if i was a kid when all this was going on and i mean a kid like when you're out outside on a summer day like what do you want to do i don't know let's go down to the park and see if we could play basketball instead of doing that now these kids are staying inside and they're going online and meeting up with all of their friends in these Fortnite <laughs> multiplayer platforms and going to town on a battle royale. It's so scary to me. And, and trust it's me, so scary when I me. when when I joined the Patriots, you're talking about guys with some downtime. Uh, you're talking about guys with you know discretionary income. Uh, it was one of the first things that happened. I was overhearing conversations of of Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Like it was the the game where guys were going online and it was a shoot 'em up game and all that. And I'm like, oh yeah, well, I, you know, I have the PlayStation at home. I should buy the game. I should. It was like this whole thing, like Randy Moss, Gerard Mayo. I think Will Fork was playing. Edelman was on the sticks every night. I got involved. Like we would go and we play the like. You played Call of Duty with Randy Moss? Yeah, no, he was, for a little while... Is he amazing at it? He was absolutely terrible. (laughs) He was the worst player I've ever... Wait a minute. So Randy, like, when he was on the other teams, like, he would spin in a circle shooting and, like, you know, and you just walk up and, like, and you're like, hey, this guy, you, you felt, yeah, you didn't even feel bad for him. You're like, like uh, you're like Indiana Jones with the guy who's got the sword. <laughs> yeah. Which one which, 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 yeah. Well, exactly right. Sit down. And so it was a way, away from the field of play that we all got an opportunity to sort of just connect and hang without even having to leave the confines of our living room. So guys with kids could connect with guys. You know, it's just a whole thing right so i can totally get it i can totally understand when kids who are growing up in an era now where the 30 and 40 year olds actually have some experience doing this online this online gaming and it's more acceptable than it's ever been idolizing people who are really good at it because i remember growing up i'd go to the playground and i'd be like wow that guy can dunk that's crazy and i'd want to be on his pickup team and we'd be king of the court for the day Nowadays, guys are like, wow, that guy got a headshot from all the way across the board. I want to be on his team. Wow, that guy's mom let him have a cell phone at age 10. (laughs) That's bananas. Well, Well, so here's here's what's interesting about it, though. So we, we, we talk so much about baseball and how does it fit into that box? How does it fit into the kids with no attention span and it's going at two miles an hour yeah. all the time. And now nobody can even put the damn ball in play. Everybody strikes out every other time. And there's analytics people there to tell you, hey, that's okay. It's okay because you didn't grind into a double play. And kids on Fortnite are like, yeah, sorry, I don't have I didn't even I don't have time for this. Right. Well, here's what's interesting. Are we getting to a point where it is time for radical change? This caught my eye because it's not from a 32-year-old. I would expect a 32 or a 22 or a 17-year-old to say, as you often do, shorten the damn games and play fewer of them. 
But do you know who said it yesterday? Jim Cott. And if you are not 40, you don't know who that is. Oh, are you kidding me? I used to have Jim Cott cards. I collected them. Them and bottle caps. I I do have Jim Cott cards, (laughs) although I might have thrown them out. You're only 10 years older than me. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's a big 10 years when it comes to something like that. I mean, I grew up, started to buy baseball cards at the time when baseball cards were the deal in the 80s where they ended up getting overproduced and essentially ended up ruining the business. I've got all these cards. They're all worth nothing because everybody's got them. Uh, whole, if I live longer than them, maybe 50 years from now, they'll they'll be worth something. So I don't you're know. you tell me you threw away your Topps cots? Yeah, I might have, yes, because yeah. they were called <laughs> commons. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I don't have my Jim Cots anymore. They're all worth half a penny. <laughs> but Jim Cott is 79 years old now, former left-handed pitcher and a broadcaster for many years and still does a few games to this day, 79 years old, and he says – Seven innings. Seven innings. Couldn't agree with them more. Which to me says, Little League, that's what my kids play, seven innings. And now you're getting to the point where we're going to say the big boys are going to do that. Check it out. The White Sox. And blame this on weather, whatever you want. They reported a 10,000-seat crowd, 10,000-person crowd. 974 people actually showed up for the game. It's a major league baseball game. You want to talk about little league? I mean, there are some little league games that outdraw yes. 974 people. hundred percent. So if we're talking about little league and how embarrassed, how about just not having a 40,000 seat venue with, you know, a handful of guys and your <laughs> vendors walking aisles. Uh, boy, like <laughs> this, our, Larry with the hot dogs wait, wasting his time in the outfield because everybody's moved behind home plate because there are 900 900- <laughs> 70 people here. It's ridiculous. Two, two for one hot dogs, because if we don't, these dogs are all going to go bad. You want to talk about the history books? Do yourself a favor, baseball. Just take, look, a nickel's worth of free advice. Go seven innings, go 81 games for a single season, and throw an asterisk mark next to it. See how popular baseball is when you limit the exposure, when you increase the urgency, when you change the game. You're going to throw a lot of people's uh, uh, panties in a, in a twist and oh, you have yeah. bees and bonnets oh, all yeah. over the place. But trust me when I tell you, intrigue and excitement will return to the game. You want baseball people to start shaking, literally shaking? <laughs> tell them that seven innings is now a complete game. Oh, oh God. I mean, I mean, they'll lose their minds. But I got to say this. This is when I sent this story to you. I'm like, I hate this, but it's interesting. Yeah. Jim Cott had more to say about this, which we will get to still coming up this hour. But next, take it or leave it, Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. Okay, Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio, live Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part is figuring out which way is easier. A lot of great stuff today on uh, LeBron and the Warriors, Big Ben Roethlisberger, just take him in your fantasy league and laugh. That's all I'm saying. And if anybody's listening who's in my league, then I'm kidding. <laughs> but everybody else, just take Big Ben this year and laugh 
all the way Look, to the end. Motivated old timers are the ones you want because if if Tom Brady is any indication, I mean, there's a Drew Brees guy who's down the stretch of his career. Joe Flacco may end up having a resurgence. Uh, Philip Rivers waiting forever. Love it. It's it's like old timers with a lot left to prove because they're becoming endangered animals now. Because it's becoming a thing drafting somebody behind you if you ain't getting it done. And I'm looking at you, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you're people are talking about how he's even wearing out his welcome in Relax. Green Bay. Uh, although they are about to sign him to the biggest contract in the history of the they, NFL. They, they will they, do they that. Will do that. They, they will, will do that. They will do that. And someone that. will be like, why are they paying so much money? Uh, because. Period. That's it's gonna just, make, just because. It's going to make <laughs> sense in just a couple of years. Just, <laughs> just trust us. Just because. Um, okay, we'll get back to that idea. There's more to say. Seven-inning baseball. Jim Cott throws out a pretty compelling argument as to why it makes sense, what it would lead to. We'll get to that uh, coming up in a little bit. But right now, take it or leave it. Here we go. You know we've got the hottest takes in the business, right? Mid-major still should not be allowed in the NCAA tournament. Wait, what? But how will they stand up to Mark and Rich? It's outrageous, egregious, preposterous. It's time for take it or leave it. All right, guys. Every week I read you the hottest takes, and you guys will tell me whether you take it or leave it. Uh-huh. Oh, of course. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Unless me and Mar- Rich are at a wedding or something. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Unless everybody leaves me. What happened? <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. What happened last week? It's wedding season. Why bro. did everyone get so married? Like you were at a wedding, Rich. Yeah. Yeah. Gavin, you were at a wedding. Yeah. Jim Jackson was gone the next day, and our producer for that show. Got back into town early Sunday. He's like, I'm not going to be able to prep much for the show because I'm at a wedding. And I'm like, it's Cinco de Mayo. Why are you all getting married on Cinco de Mayo? That's a lot of pressure. You know what? You better throw a good party because you're taking everybody's greatest beer night of the year away from them. I, I, I want to get to the takes here, but I went to Chicago for this wedding over uh-huh. Cinco de Mayo weekend. I was like, was like, why is everybody drinking Coronas? Yeah, I'll have a Corona. Like, I completely you forgot. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just like, man, these are going down easy. I forgot how much I like them. And somebody goes, yeah, like, <laughs> Cinco de Mayo. I'm like, oh, this makes sense. You're like, oh, they do that here too? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a California thing. Yeah. Sorry. Cinco, right. Cinco de Drinco. Yes. Yes. All right. All right, guys. Earlier this week, Colin Cowherd was reacting to former Cavaliers GM David Griffin, who talked about why LeBron and Kyrie Irving weren't a good fit. Well, while Griffin believes it had to do with how LeBron came in and took over the team, Colin Cowherd said, you're selling Kyrie for more than what he's worth. This has not been a good postseason for Kyrie. Kyrie left LeBron. LeBron just swept his way into the Eastern Conference Finals without him. Kyrie got hurt in the last month for Boston. They're in the Eastern Conference Finals without him. Kyrie is a great talent, but he's not that valuable. How do I know? Because the Celtics don't seem to be having any problems without him, and the Cavs just swept the Raptors without him. Kyrie's hurt regularly. A poor defender doesn't elevate others. Is he a great finisher at the rim? Oh, God, yes. But Kyrie Irving, no reasonable person could deny he's got injury issues. He's frail. But he was 19. in assists among point guards. Mark, 
Kyrie Irving isn't as valuable as you think. What what do you think about that? Take? I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave that take because I think that there's a lot still to be said about how this is going to play out. It's wonderful that the Cavs and the Celtics both made the Eastern Conference Finals again, but that wasn't the goal. The goal is to go further. What will we say about this a week and a half from now if LeBron James doesn't make the NBA Finals and then leaves the Cavaliers? Kyrie Irving's going to suddenly look pretty valuable, right? LeBron James' goal of his whole life was to win a title for Cleveland. Who hit the shot that got him that? Kyrie Irving did. What's going to happen over the next six to seven years in the Eastern Conference? I don't know yet. I bet Kyrie's going to have a lot to say about it. So it's a nice moment in time to say that about Kyrie Irving, but some of it is very circumstantial, and I think we need to see at least one more series before we put that narrative on him. Yeah, look, I I think beauty is in the eye of the beholder, so I'm going to leave this take. It's all about perspective. I mean, talk to Boston fans about Kyrie Irving and see if they're talking about how he lacks value. I'm pretty sure they're all pumped up for next season when him and Hayward are healthy and the Celtics look like the Celtics they thought they were going to look like. I don't get me wrong. In the meantime, it's been really great watching Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier and watching Brad Stevens do a phenomenal job there. But a player's value can be understated when he's injured and overstated when he's healthy. I, I'm leaving this take because, again, like you, I think it's just the it's the right time for the wrong opinion. Okay, the consensus around the nation after the NFL draft was that the Jets were one of the big winners for getting Sam Darnold with the third pick. And Baker Mayfield, of course, going to the Browns with the number one. Well, Jonas Knox earlier this week was filling in on the JT The Brick Show And so that the Browns, not the Jets, have the best quarterback situation for the upcoming season. Everything you hear about is, oh, no, this time, though, this time the Jets have figured it out. The Jets have really found their guy. This time they figured it out. Look around at the talent that Baker Mayfield has to work with as opposed to Sam Darnold. Jarvis Landry, Josh Gordon. You can go down the entire depth chart if you go to the Cleveland Browns and you can go, wow, I would probably rather have that to throw to and to work with than I would what Sam Darnold's got to work with. Who the F do the Jets have? Quincy and Nunwa? And I think the issue that people are having is they just can't come to terms with the fact that maybe the Browns might have actually gotten it right this time. And I think people are doing the say it out loud trick or say it out loud if it sounds crazy that it probably is. Where, you know, oh, you, oh the Browns hit a home run at quarterback in the draft. Oh, that nah. sounds crazy. Yeah, you know what else sounds crazy? The Jets hit a home run at quarterback in the NFL draft. All in on the Browns. Rich, what do you think about that? Oh no, I'm I'm completely taking the take as far as uh as far as being all in on the Browns. I've been saying this for a little while now. I think the Browns are a playoff team in two years. I think they win that division in three. I just think their trajectory looks so different and so pros prospects so well for the future as opposed to these other other places around the AFC North. That's what it comes down to is your divisional opponents. And I feel similarly about the Jets as well. Look, in order to build a great skyscraper, you got to start with a strong foundation. Sam Darnold's the cornerstone. Yeah, you're right. What's surrounding him right now isn't great. But we know what blighted land looks like before cityscapes are grown. That's what Sam Darnold is. 
He is the first block being set down on blighted land. So I say that the Browns, I agree with that side of the take, and I'm leaving the other part about the Jets. Yeah, I'm with you because I'm going to take the premise but leave the execution. I wrote an article about this recently um, where if I just took the team name and the uniforms away and I said to you, the quarterback has a career touchdown-to-interception ratio of 51-18. to Both receivers are 1,000-yard guys. So is your running back, who in the last two years has accounted for 2,500 yards and 17 touchdowns. You have one of the best pass rushers in the league, a Super Bowl champ linebacker, and two first-rounders in the secondary. Do you like the sound of that team? I do, too. That's the Cleveland Browns. The quarterback I'm talking about, though, is Tyrod Taylor, not Baker Mayfield. You can talk all about what he's got around him that still says nothing about who was the right quarterback to stick in that situation. So are the Browns set up to be a better team than the Jets this year? Maybe. That doesn't have anything to do with Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold. So we're going to find out a lot about both of these guys, but Darnold's the one who's going to play quicker uh, than Baker Mayfield. If I'm the Browns, I'm not even touching Baker until I'm eliminated from playoff contention. So he's right about the Browns, but that doesn't say anything about making the right quarterback pick. All right, we got one more quickly here. Boogie Cousins obviously was not able to play in the playoffs this season, but the Pelicans still got to the second round, lost to the Warriors. Not a terrible season overall. Well, Big Ben, Ben Maller, uh, was talking earlier this week about uh, Boogie Cousins' future and made the argument that the Pelicans are better off moving on from Boogie Cousins. In this case, I'm going to advise the Pelicans no. Number one, and this is the most important thing, the man's coming off a ruptured left Achilles tendon. That is a crippling injury in any walk of life, but it's typically a death sentence for greatness in basketball from a risk-reward standpoint. Until I know for sure that he can come back and be great, I ain't giving him a big contract. Now, the second thing, someone's going to pay him. If Cousins is willing to take short money on a one-year contract, if I'm the Pelicans, I would bring him back. He ain't going to do that. But outside of that option, then New Orleans should consider themselves better off without DeMarcus Cousins. All right, Mark, we'll start with you on this one. Future for the Pelicans, are you in or out on on leaving Boogie Cousins? I I take it 100%. I'm out on Boogie Cousins being a member of the New Orleans Pelicans. Name me the team in today's NBA that does really well by feeding the post for a scorer. The Clippers have decided that Blake Griffin didn't matter anymore. The Minnesota Timberwolves run through Carl Anthony Towns. How's that working? First round out meekly. Boogie Cousins, also, what do we know about him off the court and in the locker room? Constant up, down, up, down problem. Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday, Rajon Rondo have got something going. I am completely going to stick with that and play 2018 basketball. Absolutely. This game's about uh, perimeter shooting now. They need a guy who can who can just be spot on from the corners this this isn't a low-post game. It, it just isn't. The way they call fouls now, the way the game is orchestrated, the speed, how fast people score defensively, what the teams are doing, it's it's just a game beyond that sort of thing. I, I liken the Boogie Cousin thing to the Richard Sherman. Yeah, th- there's no guarantee uh, signings in football. You know, Put a three-year deal next to Richard Sherman off of an Achilles rupture. And it's the same thing as signing Boogie Cousins in short. So I'm taking Maller's take 100%. Either sign him short or you don't sign him at all. Because, uh, yeah, the other things you mentioned, he's, he's a problem off the court. 
Yeah, I, I'm taking it. That was a good one. It was a strong one. There it is. Take it or leave it. Mark and Rich Fox Sports Radio. Um, still ahead, we're going to go a little deeper into that idea of seven-inning games in baseball and why one of the old guys in the baseball world thinks it's a good idea. And it's not so simple as just to say, hey, let's shorten this whole thing up. There's actual interesting ideas that are attached to that. We'll get to that next. Uh, but, you know, someone came over to me recently and went, hey, Mark, uh, David Gascon, take it or leave it. And I was like, take it? Are you kidding me? We love Gascon. Well, it depends on Let's, what we're talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, take it, mm-hmm. man. Is Let's it, go. Wait, is it unconditional or is it conditional? Oh, it's unconditional. Oh, all right. It's, it's unconditional as long as you don't ever call me. You mentioned yes, earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, Well, yeah. you mentioned oh. earlier that you don't like to text because you like to call people. Just understand, if you call me, I ain't answering. Yeah, you could yeah. actually just message me through Fortnite. Right. That would be for the best. That'd right? be kind of awesome. Yeah, D- yeah, would you DM me, please? Because I, <laughs> I don't really know any other way to communicate. Oh, thank you. What, thank what, you. what is your uh, Rich? What's your screen name on Fortnite? Oh, you know what? Uh, I'm still working on that. You know what? I haven't at, played at, the game at yet. At Burger Bullet. No, they don't even <laughs> at do Burger that. Bullet. Listen, <laughs> it's a whole thing. I don't want to go into it, but yeah. I can't even figure out the logic. That was a great game back in the day, Burger Time. I don't know. Anyone? Anyone? Yes. Anyone? Yes. Right. I'm, I'm more about peanut butter jelly time uh, as opposed to burger time, but that's just me. You have a bunch of kids. That's why. Well, of it's, so it's always peanut butter jelly time. All that's right. what I mean. No All question right. about that. Gentlemen, speaking of take it or leave it, Canada's great white hope. Trifley to Buffalo. Scores! Dustin Buffalo. 105 <laughs> in. one nothing Jets. A good start. Wait a minute, one nothing Jets. How do you score one in football? I don't Easy. know. Easy. It's, 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 it's called a point after try. Oh, oh that's right. Okay. Yeah, 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 there you right. go. They returned right. a field goal try for a touchdown. Okay. I believe that's how. All right. That's, that's still for two though. That's a conversion. Uh, you know what? Who this was is that? all very confusing. Who was that that just scored, David? It was Duft- Dustin Bovglin. And what's his war? What's his war? Yeah, what's his what's his it's war? It's wins above replacement. Yeah, what 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 is it right now? I don't know what it is. Yeah. When do you use the term love? Is it too love or you I can use I that never... you can use that in any sport. Oh, of excellent. course it's tennis, but <laughs> you can use it in the national hockey. You can use it in baseball. I've okay. used it plenty of times. Okay. Excellent. We excellent. can mix it. Guys, Jets lead one nothing right now. <laughs> one just, love. I just looked up at this game and it you know how each team has its own abbreviation, a three letter abbreviation? Yes. VGK. Yeah, Vegas Golden Knights. Right, I get it, but I'm like, yeah, I, I've never seen that before. That's a brand new abbreviation I got to get used to. Yeah. VGK, man. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I'm straight VGK and right now. What are they going to do with What are they going to do with the Raiders? VGR. Oh, LVR. LVR? LVR. Interesting. Sounds interesting. like a cell phone plan or something. Right. <laughs> does it cost me like 150 dollars yeah. anyways uh fellas in major league baseball cubbies are all over the white Sox, eight to four nationals they just closed out the diamondbacks two one steven strasburg improves to five and three overall had nine k's and six and two thirds innings red Sox beat the blue jays five two david price got the victory today yeah, he's now man. three and four in the season Woo, i'm playing Fortnite with him later that's awesome he'll be in a good mood <laughs> Indians are all over the Royals as well, 6-2. Francisco Landora at the plate, 4-for-4, four runs scored. Two homers is 11th and 12th of the season, and also two base knocks. In golf, the Players' Championship, Webb Simpson is your leader right now. He's at minus 19, that is. Tiger Woods, he's at 8 under par. 
And before I forget, online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Guys, as I told you about True Car, guess what? What? WPG just scored again. The Winnipeg wow, Jets lead the Vegas Golden Knights. Wait, so VGK is down 2-0? That's right. So oh, now man. the conversion counts, and so, it stands. That's right. So that's you, right. You could say that the flower is not standing on his head. Is that right? That's right. Okay. okay. That's right. Now, <laughs> does, does something get thrown on the ice now because they no, scored no, twice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we he, throw our hats on the ice? No, that's, that's during a hat trick. Oh, a hat Mark. trick. That's throw the, a hat trick. Catfish. Right. You throw a catfish cat- is in Nashville. Okay. Octopus uh, sure. or squid is in Detroit. Okay. Excellent. And uh, Bottle Rockets is in soccer. <laughs> okay. Or, or and, in, and in Vegas, you throw your underwear on the ice, right? Or, or a bra, okay. whatever. I mean, right. It depends right. on How the, you do it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough. All right, hey, David, great stuff today. Thank you. Uh, we're live in the uh, Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So Jim Cott is 79 years old. He's well, 79 years old. 79 years young. Baseball man, 79 years young. That's right. A little bit past <laughs> millennial. And he says, go seven innings. Just play seven innings. But, but listen to why. See, I, there are a lot of people like, shorter, shorten the game, shorten the season. No, no, no. He's actually thought about this. Listen to this. One, it would restore the importance of starting pitchers. Go five, he says, then turn it over to the setup man and the closer. Like, the starting pitcher now, you know, Matt Harvey was the big deal last night, and everyone's gushing about what he did. He only went four innings. He's not even eligible for a win. Uh, so he says, go five. This would restore the importance of starting pitchers. It would reduce the size of pitching staffs. He said, when I broke in, there were 16 teams, eight in each league, and you basically had 10 pitchers on a staff. That's 160 in the entire major leagues. He goes, now you have almost 400 pitchers. And a lot of them are coming in to face one guy, right? Yeah, granted, there are, you know, 30 teams now. Yes. But but, but I do understand what he's talking about. And think about how much time each pitching change takes. Right. And then he says, also, it would bring back four-man rotations, which would allow, this is the one I know you're going to love, Rich. This is the one I know you're going to love. It would bring back four-man rotations because they wouldn't be pitching as long. Mm Mm-hmm. Allowing the bigger stars to pitch more often. See, look, Clayton Kershaw is going to make thirty million bucks, and you're asking for him to show up once a week. Yep, yep. I bet you know th- that is something that owners could wrap their heads around. Oh yeah, I mean, come on. It, it, like, in order for a, a great pitcher to be considered great, he's winning you twenty games. I mean, like that's. I, I granted, when you have a five-man rotation, that's a lot. However, twenty. I mean, yeah. LeBron James is responsible for all of the Cavaliers' wins. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like realistically, when you think about the superstars well, sure, sure. in other sports, I mean, Tom Brady, percentage-wise, I you can argue that he is responsible for winning every single one of the Patriots games. So in baseball. When you have a, an impactful position as pitching is, starting pitching especially, yeah, you want to see those guys, the good ones, as much as you possibly can, but in fear of wearing out arms and elbows and shoulders, you don't do that. To, but if the less strain comes because you're pitching four or five innings and that counts as a complete start, 
You know, uh, you, you you get credit for the win. Yeah, you could see a guy every four days. That, that's the line that got me. That was the line because I when I I'm like, oh god, here we go, another guy that wants the sports to go away. Like, no, you can't change it from nine innings to seven innings. And then he was like, uh, so you would see all the stars once every four days and one, instead of once every five. Yeah, it's like, all right, I'm listening, I'm listening now. Um, all right, more on that coming up in a sec. Plus. What did the guys learn from four solid hours of brilliance? This was really solid today, too. You guys have your work that out. There, yeah. Yeah, I, a, I mean, really. A lot, a lot to choose from. Oh, oh no, my God. It's a hat trick. It's a hat to score again. Get your underwear, Just because it's three goals, it's not necessarily a hat trick. No, oh, shut up, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's right. It has to be the same guy. <laughs> yeah. It has got, to be the same guy. I'm that's sure a, everybody understands this is the Golden Knights, <laughs> Winnipeg Jets. It's a heater doesn't seem to in Vegas or Winnipeg. Uh, We're not sure where. All right. Uh, oh! Okay. Uh, Fox Sports Radio. All right. What does it mean when Geico says his 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So Ephraim Salam is going to come in here in 10 minutes and do a show with Brian No, I want everyone to be really nice to Ephraim. Everybody's got to be really nice to Ephraim. And that includes you, Brian, if you're listening. <laughs> you got to be – no, you got to be nice to Ephraim because he had surgery this week, man. Doctor didn't even he give him a surgery. lollipop. <laughs> he hasn't left the house until today. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I – no, I was just – you and I were just talking about this. I marvel – and I don't think most people know. You know, we we hear about the concussion lawsuit and CTE, and so head trauma is a topic of discussion. But I'm really, the more of you guys I've gotten to know and talk to, like what the post-NFL physical life is like. For those of you who are still with your faculties. Yeah, yeah. And, and seemingly, if you run into one of them walking down the street, you look like a normal guy. You got a normal look on your face. Look like you have a happy, happy wife, happy life, happy kid. Y'all are in pain like all the time, huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, just like all the time. Well, and you're 32. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and you know what? The funny thing is, I, I truly don't want anybody feeling bad for any former athlete because you get to live. That's the trade-off of getting to live out sure. a dream. I, I mean, really, when I was a kid playing driveway basketball, I told my dad I was going to be Michael Jordan. I was going to be better than Michael Jordan. Don't give up on that, by the way. And I'll tell you, I'm still hunting you down, MJ. It's only a matter of time, bud. <laughs> no, but realistically, you know, the, the gear shifted because I was a 300-pound white guy by the time I was graduating high school. <laughs> And so it was football was the lane I chose. It, look, and, and truthfully, it is it is um, a tremendous honor and privilege to have been, like, given some inherent gifts, you know, athletically and also size-wise and just genetically from a strength perspective. And I was able to use that to, to make a great living playing a sport I love to play. But, yeah, the trade-off is on the other side of the career – your knees make noises every time you sit down and stand up and your back hurts and your neck hurts and your 
elbows and all of your other you weight. Can do that joints. for all the other body parts. Yeah, too, like right? you like know, your hurt. fingers and like you know, I'll Jeez, I'll be man. sitting next to like my my wife's grandmother. Sometimes she'll be like. It's going to rain. I'm like, yeah, my fingers are swollen, too. Is, is your fingers? You're like, yeah, like my arthritis is kicking. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's probably going to rain today. She's like, yeah, my knee's really hurting. You know, like, but she's 90-something she's years 94 old. 94 years old. And you're 32. And you have the exact same body. Oh, oh, man. Unbelievable. All right, Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. Let's bring the guys in and find out what everybody learned today on this wonderful Saturday and wonderful edition of the Mark and Rich Show on Fox Sports Radio. Nick, Gavin, or anybody else who wants to weigh in. Guys, how are we doing today? Oh, we're great. Okay. All right. Show. All right. <laughs> Learned yep. a lot today. What'd you learn? Rich out of the gate dropping knowledge that LeBron James needs mushrooms. That's right. That's right. Well, you know. <laughs> no context. Sliced mushrooms. <laughs> put them in pasta or on a burger. Maybe, They're delicious. Maybe uh, criminy, portobello. That's right. <laughs> yes, yes. No, he needs players around him who can play in the dark <laughs> because he's going to take up all the light. Remember, we have different takes than other shows. That okay? is accurate. There are no other shows that are showing up to let you know that LeBron James needs mushrooms. That's right. Okay? That's right. All You're right. welcome. Fungus there you go. humor for everyone. Um, <laughs> I learned that Fortnite and video games in general are ruining the youth of the future. You guys are unbelievable with the video games. I what can't do you mean lie. we're unbelievable? Oh, it's not ruining the future. You guys are it's like, not? like Fortnite is just like everyone's going to be antisocial. No one's going to go out. I mean, it's kids playing video games and it's popular. Nick. You're so wrong. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and this, there's data behind this. Can I get let me let me share a combo with you. I data. I two two years. Yeah, take that for data. You want me to go tone loke, I will. Take that for data. And, Thank and you. nobody gonna rook us, <laughs> Nick. That's right. Nick. Don't try to rook us. Okay? So uh a couple years ago, my wife couldn't go to our youngest son's mommy and me class. So I filled in. Um, and so it was a daddy and me class for, uh, for at least for, for young Jude. And I went in there and they're talking about how for the first time ever in history, kids that are getting to college, they are lacking creativity. They are having a hard time when somebody gives them assignment and says, okay, go create this. And the reason for that is. What happens now with kids is not only are we on screens too much, but we also are overextending all of them, right? Like we've got this all laid out for them. You got practice at four and then piano at five and then food at six and a play date here. It's all, and so kids aren't like going out and just making stuff up in the play park anymore. Online video games have been going on for a decade and I think everyone's A fine. decade. You make it sound <laughs> like least. that was 100 years. <laughs> a decade. They've been going on since 2009. And that and everything's has fine. been really a good <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> Nothing Way bad happens. Nah, I'll tell you what I learned about Fortnite is that Randy Moss is bad at it. Well, no. Call of Duty. In oh, fairness, Call of Duty. Call that's of Duty. Right. He really struggled but with it. But he probably then was bad at Fortnite also, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I haven't mean, played not him in Call of Duty. Yeah, it seems like it's a natural ipso facto, but we'll see. We'll see. Randy's got, you know, he's got time now. Did you ever play Madden with Randy? You know what? I played Madden, and I was so terrible at it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to stick to real football. Yeah. This is not I'm not out. good at Madden either. My, my 11-year-old son uh, crushes me at Madden, and uh, so I throw the thing down, and I say, enough screens! 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare thank you for traveling with amex platinum to your right you'll see oceanside relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property when booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.